All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scrap Time, episode three. Here with your co-host and myself co-hosting it is me and Ben J. Nassim. We are talking about the weekend of Call of Duty that we just experienced. It was weekend one of Major 3. Let's get into it, dude. So I hope you guys are excited for this podcast. You guys aren't hyped. Again, we talked about this just before. You're not hyped enough again. So I want some more hype. I know the internet just went down, but I want some more hype in the chat. That's a W intro. You know, it's like I'm made to do this shit. But yeah, here with Ben the Seam right now, we're going to talk about the Call of Duty you know, weekend. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing good. I uh, had a fun morning, got some coffee, doing this show. And the weather is so good today. I know it's what, like February 20-something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually playing golf today. Which oh my, you're golfing after this? I'm, go- I'm going golfing after this. Yeah. Okay, what are you going to shoot, Ben? Is- Wait, can we all make a bet on, this, on the podcast right now for the YouTube comments? What are you uh, going to shoot? Over, under. What are we doing? Probably the course I'm playing is pretty wide open. It's, a, it's probably one of the nicer courses in Columbus. But okay. I think I'm going to shoot high 80s just because I haven't, I haven't putted or, or played on like greens. And I actually don't know how much they've been trimmed or how well I'm going to play, but at worst, I'll play high 80s. He's, bl- he's blaming the trim of the greens, dude. That's what we're going to be. He's already making excuses before he's out on the course. That's unbelievable. I'm so giving you a 92, Ben. Of- I'm giving you a 92. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll let you know. We might, I'm going to try. I'm going to play off the blues probably, Alex. And we're going to try. This course is like spotty cell reception. My friends and I, I might go IRL stream for a couple holes. We'll see how that goes. All right, Chad, anyone want to make a bet with me, bro? I bet that he shoots a 92 and above, bro. Anyone believe in Ben? I'll put 50 gifted subs on this if you shoot lower than a 92, but you better not cheat, dude. Oh, but only, I'm only doing that if someone matches me, so. Anyone, if anyone wants to freaking get at it with some good old gambling, you let me know. We can gamble on Ben's scores. And we'll go by the trust of Ben... On the course, I don't know if we could believe bro, that. There's, but. Uh, there's, uh, there's other people that are gonna be with me, bro. Who? Other, other uh, Fike. Fike's trustworthy. Brad, you never met, and uh, my friend Matt. I don't know if you're. All right, I, I could trust Fike. Fike. I could trust Fike. Yeah, You'll Fike do five gifted. Fike. All right, dude, I'll do five gifted. Five, five gifted if I shoot under ninety two. Wait, you want yeah. if he goes ninety two or over? Okay. Wait, so I gift you five. I go ninety two or over. Oh, you're part. If you want to be a part of the bet, you can be. Yeah, you want to do this? I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. Listen, you have to shoot under 92 then. I'm telling you. I, I think, uh, listen, I played this course a bunch. If I play good, I'm definitely going under right. 90. It's easy. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I say he gets a 92 the, or higher. This cash money in my, in my chat knows what course I'm playing. Like, if it, it's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not one of these California courses that you play. Yeah, bro. you guys like, play the Dan easy Canyon. mode course. Yo. East Coast Dan golf Canyon is easy where, mode golf, dude. Dan Canyon where you're like five feet off the fucking fairway. It's in the desert. Like, Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But Let's, anyway, no, outside of that... um. A fun weekend of CDL, I would say the last match had some extracurriculars on Twitter, and we'll get to those later, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I, I think we're set up nicely with the um, the league right now. I think, obviously, you guys are defending Major 2 champions. You have some company, I think, in the top four. There are a couple other top six or top eight teams that got better this week. There are a bunch of teams I think got worse, and unfortunately, I think the teams at the bottom are still at the bottom, and that's kind of how things have settled through three match days so far. Yeah, about right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of the changes that have happened, obviously, like kind of play out a little bit. I still don't think you can really give a fair assessment yet to uh, a few of them. I think uh, overall, I know we're going to talk about this later in this, but Vegas looks pretty good so far, I'd say. I don't think they look bad. You know, I think they, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're obviously keeping our eye on too real, like you were saying, and I think so far they look pretty good. I've been happy with them. Um also, you know, we have Florida to talk about. I, I personally am not hating on Florida right away. 
if you ask me. I, I know yeah, they didn't look draw. good, but again, we'll get into that all, like, you know, so on and so forth when we kind of get like towards their matches and stuff. But yeah, no, I'm, I, I think the weekend of uh, the weekend of CDL was pretty good. It was exciting stuff, and you know, yeah. So kick us off, Ben. What are we starting with, dude? What do you want? So do? I think as always with the show, we should start with your team first, because yeah, easy we'll enough. All the hard stuff out of the way. So you guys had two matches. You went one on one. Um, we'll start with the first one against Florida. Obviously, um, you know, they're just made changes, basically made half the roster is gone and they brought in capsule. brought in uh, Tyler fellow. Um, and you guys kind of three Oh cruised against him. Like, what was your thoughts of that series coming in and sort of how you thought you played? Uh, I mean that Florida team, what I was just saying is better than that. I, I, again, I'm not fully like, you know, sold on their roster. You know, we, they have some X factors there and he, you know, they have a lot of work to do. Um, I think we played pretty well that day and they didn't play that well. And I, I think it was just a tough running for them being a new team and, you know, kind of running into our team, like just doing well. I think a big thing for them that they needed to do against us would obviously probably take that first hard point and they didn't. And once it became like that, I, I feel like they kind of put themselves in a hole. So I, I don't know. I think we played really well that day. I wasn't upset with anything. I still think even though it's going to sound crazy. I know that was like such a quick 3-0. Uh, the control, I didn't really care about. I thought it was fine. We played well with it. Uh, the searches, we've, our, our search has been doing good, you know, trying to keep it, obviously maintain yeah. the, the pace that we have and just keep like, trying to, you know, get better and so on and so forth. The hard point was still not as clean as I'd like it to be. I think the score line was like 250 to like 170 or 180. So like it seemed clean, but if like you watch that from like afar, it's still like, there are still some things that we could do better. So we still got to, again, clean it up and leading into the next match. You obviously know where that goes to with that. But yeah, so I, I, I was happy with how we played on Florida. I could obviously, it was a three hour. I really couldn't be that upset, but I don't think that was like a, an example of how bad Florida is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do think they have it in them to play better than that. So I'm still curious to see how they continue on the next week. Give them, like, one more week before you really kind of form my opinion on it. I mean, they got, bro, they had a tough draw. They played you guys first, and then they played New York. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun series. I think first map was, if I remember correctly, was the closest of the three. Yeah. Um, the only thing, sorry to cut you off, the only thing that yeah, was weird about this, and I don't know if this is true, and I this, again, I'm so, like, out of, like, all the, you know, inner details of some of this shit just because I choose to be. But I don't think they scrimmed that much before those matches. I'm pretty sure they like took a day off before some of those matches. Which, if that's the case, I feel like that's a little wild. But I don't know if that's true. That would be the only thing that bothers me if like you're a brand new team and you're already taking days off before matches, but I have no idea. I think That'd they only, only got like three or four days of practice, which is just really but if you really only tough. Have like you... Yeah, sorry. Keep yeah. If you have three no, or four saying, days, like... then you take a day off. Like That's now two or three days. You know what I mean? That's... Yeah, I didn't hear about the taking it. But day I, but I don't know if that's and, true. I don't yeah. know if that's true. Yeah. But let's assume for the sec that it's not. Uh, I mean, I mean, as you can speak to, like three or four days of practice going into a series against team that won major two, and then the team that won major one is always not going <clears> to be enough time. Um, and weirdly enough, in those series, I think uh, they looked the best in hard point, and then it was actually the other game modes, especially search. They looked a little bit. Um, like an under practice team in those in that game mode, and then obviously they played a seal of control twice. And well, well, so yeah, so, so what I was going to say is they took a hit in search and destroy with the roster change they made. Period. If you lose Major Maniac, I don't care what anyone says, he is an incredible search and destroy leader, he's a good search and destroy player. I feel like if you lose him on a roster, there's very few people you replace him with that makes them better at search. 
no matter what, for the most part. Yeah. So I think that could hurt them, but they definitely didn't look terrible in Hardpoint, you know, like they did. Uh, but yeah, w- with what you said, like they still need, you know, at least another like week and a half of practice to like really start figuring it out. So that's why I'm not like fully on board with like, you know, the Florida hate train that I'm seeing a lot of people like talk about. So, you know, just kind of have to wait and see. But yeah, I definitely think they did take a risk le- le- losing Mike or Major Maniac. Sorry, I'm going to use tags here. Losing Major Maniac to like go all in on like trying to get better at respawn because that was kind of like what their philosophy you'd say like from the outside looking in they made this roster change so they could start winning hard points because that's what they were obviously selling at they weren't doing well in hard point but they also might have hurt their search game potentially so that's where it kind of is a little bit like i don't know so we'll see yeah i mean that that's going to be a problem if their search really falls off though because their their win condition is going to be grinding out these respawns uh and then clutching up game fives yeah, um, I don't think it and, should and, hurt them that much, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, like, and it's kind of hard to judge. Like, they played you guys on the solo, and like, you guys are dancing on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they played New York on hotel, and New York actually went like three and zero in S and D this weekend. So, and and New York has been saying uh, they went on, um, they went on our streams, and I think they also said it as well on uh, when they've been doing rank play and stuff that they. Uh, didn't really take search practice as serious enough as they thought during Major 2, which I know probably grinds your gears to hear. And so they've decided now, well, that's not acceptable. We need to work on that. Um, so I think they've started to get better at the game mode. So it's probably just tough for Florida. They had two teams coming in, like one that's, you know, not to, not to toot your team's horn too much, but you guys are probably the best search team in the game. And a team that needs to get better at search in order to get back to the form they were in during Major 1. So. Yeah, New, uh, New, New York is on a path of like, we just got, like a very bad placing for their standards at major two. We're about to kick it up the another gear to obviously go to major three. So yeah, they definitely got like a more prime than New York than they could have too. Like, so yeah, we'll see. I think they're good though. I, I think they're fine. Give them another week and kind of start forming opinions on like what's kind of going wrong or right for them. Well, uh, well and then uh, well, just to finish out the Atlanta phase thing. Yeah. Uh, so your <clears> next <throat> series against LA thieves, you guys have squared up with them uh, a bunch over the years. Uh, uh, you played them obviously in major one, you, uh, major one qualifiers and you guys beat them game five. Uh, you played them at the major in the grand finals and you guys won that one. Um, and then going in this match, um, you know, they were able to take you guys out three, one, you guys struggle on the hard points against them. You guys won that solo pretty clean in S and D like, um, we talked to Austin on the flank last night <laughs> and he said that he thought that you guys had kind of an off respawn day and in general he doesn't feel like your hard point record really matches up to how your team plays in practice in that game mode do you agree with the statements based on uh, how you played yesterday and just in general your team's respawn game mode yes for the most part um you know i don't want to not call it not like saying he is but like you know there's obviously as much as you wanted to translate from scrims to matches right like you have to get that done Right, and I don't think we're fully translating our hard point, specifically our hard point, to our matches. Like we definitely look a little bit better in scrims in in the majority, but a lot of the issues that we sometimes we face in matches, and like when I say issues, I use this term very lightly. You know, LA Thieves is a very good hard point team. You make two or three mistakes for a sim in a hard point, you probably lose. And I can I I've already watched those two maps back, or like you know with the team and stuff, and you can kind of go straight to the details of like what mistakes were made. And if you do that against a team like that, you're going to lose. And, like, it is what it is. Like, I don't think we played, like, 
you know, this piss poor hard point game where like we had no chance of winning those maps. I think we blew a lot of holding opportunities that hurt us a lot. And if you blow holding opportunities against LA Thieves and those, you know, when you're supposed to get a full 60 or 40 points and you end up getting nothing or negative points to them, like that's going to hurt you. Right. So I think our respawns right now in practice are definitely better. But with that being said, I do think even even in like those scenarios, some of the little things that don't go our way in matches, like when we're you know doing it, just have to get fine tuned a little. And yeah. I think once we kind of get that there, I think we'll be in a really good spot. Like you know, like you can't just win every single hard point you play, but we should have to be at least splitting hard points against top teams. And like if you don't, it's going to be a very hard win. Obviously, we could have won that control if we stopped that you know cap today. But like if we would have won that match in a two three fashion where we won two three and five. I wouldn't have been that happy because, again, we need to obviously really get our hard point game up. I said that even after we won Major 2. Like, it was cool that we won Major 2. I'm happy that we won Major 2. Proud of them. But we need to make sure we get uh, our hard points into a better spot so we can play more comfortably. And right now, I think our breaking opportunities are a little eh. And the, the way we're holding some hills just needs to be uh, changed a little bit. But again, I'm not like super angry where like I've seen us play some hard point where like, you know, I've watched and I'm like, yo, what the fuck am I watching? It's not yeah. that it's just like little things. So yeah, we're definitely a little bit better in scrims right now with the respawns, but it's not like far off. So I think we're going to get it down. And again, losing is learning with that. Like losing to that team with LA thieves and hard point specifically, you can see when you mess up like the littlest mistake in a holding opportunity, the littlest mistake in a breaking opportunity. Punching, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like that, that shit doesn't really hurt us at all. I think that helps us a lot. So I think it was a good uh, learning opportunity to keep trying to work towards our respawns to like perfect them more. Yeah. You guys have a weird dynamic with them in terms of how so far when you play them this season, which is um, they probably the advantage in hard point. You guys have the advantage in control and you guys right now have the advantage in search. So if you guys clean out the hard points, uh, you'll have a, a strong advantage in the series, but if it goes game five, you guys are in a good position right now um, on paper. Um, so yeah, I feel you on that because they're 4-0, I think, in the last four hard points against you guys, although Austin said he doesn't count that first Ricardo from Major 1 as well, an L, but... The way I view it is... <laughs> I mean, I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. Like, we obviously, if Envoy doesn't get that one crazy three-piece, we could have won that map by like 100 points, but... Again, could have, would have, should have, you know, whatever. But the way I view it right now, it's a long season. You know, there's standards that you have to hold yourself to. Of course, you want to win everything. But you also want to make sure, like, you're using the season's length to obviously, like, keep, like, working on stuff and not, like, panic and be overdramatic about stuff. And, you know, I've talked about that, I think, on this podcast and other places, too. But, um, yeah, like, right now, we're playing, like, I would say decent hard point in the sense of putting ourselves in positions to, like, where we can win the game. And then we're not executing. And that's a much better position for me as like a coach to be in than like constantly like, you know, being in these positions where we have no chance to win, period. So like, yeah, like that first map on Mercado, we played that map pretty well. Envoy made a fucking crazy ass play, tippable out of him, and they won. Yeah. And like, that's going to happen. And like, you're going to lose hard points where like, you're sitting there like, yo, we need to re-fucking think everything. This is pathetic. This is not the, like, this is just terrible hard point. Or there's going to be some times where you lose and you're like, all right, you did what we needed to do. And now we got to not, you know, troll here, here and here and figure the, these like little things out. So I think the, the, the big picture is there. It's just like the little like minor things or the, you know, micro stuff. But again, live and learn, lose, you know, lose and learn. And I'm not really that upset about it. I have a couple <laughs> more questions. So now let's move to the, 
um, the just, just get, it out, rab, get it out of the way. Yeah, just go hit ta- me. tactical rab portion of this. So uh, if you want to if you want to get more of a breakdown, of this, I'm going to kind of summarize it in 30 seconds, but I'm sure tactical rabs put out 17 videos already. But after this series, uh, after these one, Brazo went on Twitter, uh, uh, basically kind of interpolated a tweet that Simp had sent back from kickoff classic last year where Drazi is a one-way smoke and lost. And that was sort of the callus for smokes in that game. Wait, and then the interview was kickoff classic of last year. So we're dating back to 20, uh, 2021. It was, uh, it was last year, right? It was, I, I don't know. I, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Okay. So there's that. Uh, so he insinuated that MC on the Mercado break off was using a stairs glitch spot. Um, on P2 side, watching sort of that like Cubby Cross, um, bottom street. Uh, Austin then, aka Slasher, replied with video evidence that he wasn't because you know the crouch thing, yada yada yada. Uh, then people on your team decided to, I think, take it probably a step too far um, with some other statements they made. You know, MC doesn't normally chirp, but he decided to send out subtweet. Uh, other associated persons with the teams got on Twitter. Uh, so just curious Wait, your thoughts on it developed, the drama. It developed, it developed even more. Yeah. I saw like, like the basic stuff for the most oh, part. There was, there was like, there were, listen, girlfriends were getting involved. Wait, um, really? <laughs> Fernando was getting involved. Like it, it, it just, it, it really, turned, it's yeah, no, it turned into a whole thing. Bro. I listen, I, this, uh, bro, I haven't, I, you know, I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Like again, I have it on my computer. So like, you know, I can, I was obviously talking to the team after the match. So I saw some of the tweets here and there. But like I don't like you know watch it develop because once I leave this room I'm gone, bro. Yeah. But there is so it, it developed even more. So I haven't seen all of what it developed to. I guess I saw MC tweet about like the <laughs> don't do drugs kids or whatever. I saw that and yeah, that, that was funny. But oh, uh, bro, there's there's no way MC wrote that tweet, bro. I refuse to believe that MC. Wait, why why not? Because listen, I know MC man. Like I I feel like I, I, I feel like, I, I feel I like MC could talk. Ghostwritten, bro. You think that was ghostwritten? Listen, I'll tell you one thing. I did. We walk like we lost the match. I was there with the team. We we're talking about shit, and then like after we were done talking about shit, I had to run out real quick for like ten minutes. I had to go to the store and pick up something, and I came back. And then when I came back, everyone was like, "Yo, it's a fucking shit storm," and I was like, the "Fuck, did I miss?" So I, I don't, I don't know if it was ghost written. To be honest, I don't think it would have been. Well, I don't R- think RJ, RJ and Nick are claiming that he did write it, so I tipped that because wait, he wrote it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't yeah. think he would have. I don't. I was say I don't think he would have that ghost written. To be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, yeah. that was also yeah. not a long tweet. It was four words. It was it was not that that long of a tweet. But obviously, if you want to weigh in on all of that, or I'll give you well, like an alternative what do you, question well, answer. Yeah, I'll say, what do you want me to weigh in here? Like what I, I mean, think. I'll, I'll, let me let me ask it this way because I think me asking your thoughts on the Twitter for gays is just not worth it. I think at this point, you guys have played them so much in so many finals, and clearly people feel strongly enough about the series are going on Twitter. Do you think that now you guys versus Steve's is like a re- real, real rivalry now in the CDL? Uh, I mean, I think that rivalry is there just because it's two good teams. I mean, the only person that really ever talks shit is Draza, no? Uh, well, Chris, Chris started. Chris, no, Chris, I mean, Chris, Chris, Chris talks shit too. I'm saying, well, I'm saying it. I'm saying it's clear. It clearly, it's sure. clearly between Draza yeah. and our team. That's what I mean, right? I mean. Considering that I don't think anyone else on their team weighed in, Draz, Draz did start this one. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what, well, that's what I mean. And he, and did, he, also, he also shoot bodies in the series, too, to, be, to also. All right. Well, hold, get the soft shit out of here, bro. Shooting fucking bodies, who gives a flying fuck? I'll sh- we can shoot Florida's bodies. They can shoot ours. We can shoot. Who cares? That, 
Bro, that shit is so fucking whack. Bro, you shoot some bodies, it's not the end of the fucking world. Like, but with this one, like, from what I get out of what you're telling me, and like from what I've seen, like, Draza won this match. Like, you know, they played well, typical. They, yeah. you know, they won. And then he talked shit. And then I think if I'm MC in that scenario, yeah. MC's probably tired of everyone just on his fucking dick all the time about, about everything. And, and being so a he was player, probably yeah. like, this guy is always on my fucking dick about something where Draza does the same shit that MC does. And they, again, this entire disclaimer really quick. Everything that goes wrong in the COD community is because this game is shit. Like, yeah. we've talked about this a billion times. This game is two or three updates away from being one of the most competitive games of all time in a sense of a really fun game, really good spawns, really fucking all this. But we have no support. We've been here. I've been doing this shit for 15 years. We got absolutely no fucking support. I don't know if we'll ever have fucking the proper, proper, let me say proper. We have support right now. That, that's faded. We have support, but the proper support where we're still dealing with the same fucking issues with no red dots, this, that, staircase cheese, this cheese, sound that cheese, this cheese, sound equalization. That's what I mean, bro. Like, yeah. all of this shit is just, again, I feel like we always end up pointing fingers at the players and the players pointing, pointing fingers at each other because they're trying to make all this shit balanced, but did that argument never ends ever like again mc snakes so does draza they all do like they, everyone does it so it's like yeah i'm sure back to what i was saying so disclaimer the game fucking sucks please give us more updates for the love of fucking god but um yeah i mean mc was crouching behind a staircase that's not that is not ga that is not ga no, not yet it's not illegal it is a crazy it is a it, 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 yeah. listen it is a crazy head glitch i saw the picture that shit is nuts but at the same time, like Ben, if you go to hotel and you stun open the long doors on hotel, priest is in here, so I'll, here's, here's another pro. Yeah. When you crouch, crouch, crouch behind those suitcases, <laughs> is that GA'd? Is that GA'd though? Because that's the same fucking thing of MC crouching behind a staircase, right? Or, or like, I mean, the GA. I'm asking, like, could you not hold? crouch behind a head glitch? That's, that's my thing. Yeah, like, that's, bro, not, that's, that's not GA'd. I'm yeah. like, the stair glitch where people like, when you're wind cut and you fucking play that stupid angle on those stairs facing towards their globe where you can't see the guy's head at yeah. all, but they can gun through it. That's G8 because that's a broken I mean, there's, there's, I'm saying the game is fucking wild, yeah. but like that shit is just not G8. Laying down on it and shit's obviously different. At first, I'm not going to lie. When I first watched it like quickly, I was like, what the fuck? Was he laying down there too? Because I was actually like, oh shit, he shouldn't have done that. But then like I went back and watched it and he wasn't. So I was like, oh, never mind. But regardless, that shit wasn't G8. And then... Yeah, bro, like, as much shit as MC does, I'll say that openly, you know, like, MC's obviously probably one of the most annoying people to play against. He's a cringe gamer. Yeah, but so, Draza's also up there, first of all. He's yeah. one of the, he is one of the, one of the other players that match MC's fucking pace with that shit. Like, it, maybe not even more sometimes, like, they go back and forth. Like, everyone does it, but when MC does it, someone's always on his dick about it, and he was probably like, I've had enough of this shit, don't fucking do drugs. And then he went fucking nuts and tweeted that. So, that is what it That's is. It. My final thought on this is you go read Temp's reply to MC Sweet because it's a good. It's a good. What did what it's, what did Temp tweet? Should I bring it up? I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say. I mean, if you, uh, you can I'm doing it. I don't give a fuck. What is it? Bro? I, I just thought as a light, as a lighthearted take out of all the drama, I thought one of the funnier tweets I ever sent was Donnie's tweet to reply to MC. What did Donnie? Did, did he delete it? Let's see. No, 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 it's still there. No, it's still there. I just checked. What's Donnie's Twitter? It's not coming up. Donnie. Just, just pull MC tweet and see Donnie's Oh, yeah, to. yeah. I know. It's just so weird. He's like, why is Donnie yeah. not coming up for me? I can link you to the tweet direct if you want. No, I got it. I got it. I'll put it in chat. Oh, he said... <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Here, here. How do I do this? Would I have to go, like, over here? 
I think one second. Let me just make sure this works. Yeah. yeah. Bro, he said Papapi is acceptable. He's saying Papanya, right? Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely acceptable. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I don't even think that's drug uh, tested for. Right? I don't think that. I mean, I don't think I mean bro, like, I mean, bro, like, you know, yeah. listen, it's legal in some states that, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. What's next for your team? I think you guys, what, you have two series next week. I think you play, um, well, you think you play Vegas, and I forget who else do you guys play next week. Uh, Vegas and London. Okay, so you have Vegas and London next week. I'll be in Atlanta. Uh, I'm getting my head shaved on Sunday by MC, so that's going to be pretty funny. Um, but, I mean, obviously, um, you guys have three more matches, and uh, let's see if you guys can not go three and two. For the 89th time in uh, major qualifiers. But what's wrong with three and two? Nothing's wrong with three and two. Yeah. Or going two and three. Uh, bro, well, two, and, two, two major... and three, two and three is a little scary because if two and three don't make the the winners, that's different. If you make the winners, I know, bro, I know. But you're if good. you make winners, that's all the thing that matters, bro. If you get yeah. the first seed or the eighth seed, who cares? Like, exactly. obviously, you want veto advantage, but like, you guys got sixth, right? In the last major qualifier, it's six seed, I think. I don't fucking know. Sure, I don't. I'm pretty don't sure matter, you yeah. did, and you won the event. So you know, like, whatever. Well, like, just make it a major qualifier. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, the my the way I, I said this before, the, you just have to make the winners bracket. That's your priority. And yeah. then everything else is a learning experience and practice, bro. It is what it is. Why can't players get drug tested? Players do get drug tested. <clears throat> players get drug tested. I'm Ooh, I'm not going to go there. All right, keep going. But fucking... Other, other people have <clears throat> talked about that before. So. Have they? Oh, okay. I would say, I don't yes. know how I would say, yeah, players yeah, players get drug tested. That's just... Oh. Uh, if, and if you, if you don't have a prescription and you get drug tested and you fail, you're obviously probably fucked. So therefore, yeah. Oh. And none of what's it called, yeah. None of my players or anything have a prescription, so it's the same shit. But yeah. Anyway, they do get drug tested. Moving <clears throat> on. Uh, yeah. What? So I kind of the way I framed this this uh, episode or the outline I sent you is uh, I want to talk about your team, and then I want to mm -hmm. talk about the teams that made changes because I think those are the ones that people are most interested. In, and then we'll talk a lot about everybody else. So I think the team that a lot of people probably want us to talk about first is Optic, mm -hmm. who made a change over. Uh, the stretch they uh bench bench illy and they brought in dan gosey from tfil enterprises or decimate gaming after a big win at the boston open pretty much all the team broke up because like people went to different teams not if i went to go coach vegas so dan's coming in he's filling inter spot um talking to i've talked to shotty a few times and Dan's told me and i think even Dan's talked about on the stream that you know dan's coming and basically like kind of igling the team almost he's sort of coming in and being a very strong presence and with their progression and being with their comms they squared up against uh, los angeles gorillas they only had one match this weekend and it was a pretty mixy series and uh, at least from my perspective um i think they actually probably should have lost that series in game four mm -hmm. um because lag just mega trolled the end of a fortress yeah point. we can bring that up as, I yeah, if you want to bring that up and, and break it down i mean i tip opted because they did ice up the silo search and they looked really good <laughs> in it so they won the game five can't really do much with the other team trolls um but i think there's still some things for optic to work on their control is still a little bit iffy six and one, 11 so far this season we'll get to that but i think we can start with breaking down this map four because yeah i'm um, bringing it up <clears throat> I, I think as a coach I, I mean i don't know if you've watched this play but i watched it real time it broke down yeah let's see let's see let's see i got it up i got it up i got it up uh switch over here bang bang all right we're good right this is good all right so yeah you want to watch the end of this? So you're saying 
<laughs> You're saying you think they should have lost, obviously, right? Because yeah, well, well, watch how this plays out. So I, I show a little bit at the end of this P1 can I, here. Can I back this up a little bit more? Just yeah, so if you want more. to. Yeah, hold up. We're at 108.18. Let's go like right here. Okay, let's watch it from here. Uh, do you want sound on? Do we want sound on for these or no? No, nah, it's up. It's up to you. Probably not, right? Not. Because I feel like nah, the casters. We, we, we usually don't. Yeah, we don't really don't watch Watch the Town unless right. the casters go I'm, fucking damn buddy. Yeah, I'm which, by the way, they, they did, which they did in this map, but um, I think just we need to talk over okay. some of the plays that happen here. So, uh, I mean, I'll kick it off. So, like a lot of the way <sighs> these crazy fortress things like end if we get on a P1, P2 is like, can the team that has P2 side hold that spawn trap? Do they get flipped? And then uh, can they hold this from the back on the P2? We've seen teams win it from the front. Um, in this case, um, LAG are going to actually hold the P2 side hmm. uh, on the NSP1, not get all the times they get kind of split, hmm. and then they get insta almost insta broken holding the back, and you'll see how that happens. Yeah, I'm glad we had a lot. I'm glad that you got us on an hour earlier today, so we you know we don't have to rush off here. Can yeah. I, can, can, <clears throat> I just I just like hating on the game every once in a while. Just sorry because yeah. you know we went 95 days without a fucking update, so yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What is this? So. Look at these spawns. Ready? Yeah. Now, I know why these spawns happen. I'm not saying, like, you can't predict these. I'm not saying these are random. I'm just saying, what the fuck are we looking at here, right? <clears throat> All right, ready? Number six dies. Number three, number four, and number two are exactly where they are. Look where number five spawns, right, Ben? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah okay. Obviously, shitty spawn to be if you're number five. That makes sense, right? Now, yeah, I know why number seven spawns there, and... I, you know, again, I'm not saying like this is un, un, unpredictable, but this is what my point of, by the way, I just want to make this clear. I know that this is, you know, why this game is an update away from not being shit is look at this. Why does number seven spawn there? No one moved on LAG. Why yep. would one person spawn there and one person spawn there? Now, again, I know, <laughs> I'd love I, to tell you. I know with like breaking it down and I know all pro teams, I'm not saying I know and no one else knows. All pro teams know why that guy spawns there. But my point is, or why are we still playing a video game at a professional level, competitive level, with a CDL rank play in a fucking CDL league where we haven't got an update in fucking 90 plus days and all this other shit. Then we got a spawn update. Again, step in the right direction. I was happy about that. But like, why have we not got another spawn update to fine tune this shit? I don't think number seven spawn is that bad. They're across the map, but LAG spawn after that was really bad. My point is the inconsistency of why number five spawns there and number seven spawns there, but no one moved. Yeah. I know that number seven spawn is not that bad. When you're in LAG's position, you're saying that they're either spawning, P they're, they're spawning gate or they're spawning P2, spawning gate or spawning T2. That's like what they're saying right now. They're like, they're, they're, they're manipulating the spawns and keeping it in their head. My point is no one fucking moved. That can't happen simultaneously with number five being there and number seven being there. Why would number seven not spawn with number five? Like every other standard. Like every other game. fucking standard video game, period. Again, it's just... It's so close to not being shit. Then, it's, then, then it is shit. But okay, sorry. I, I, I had to get that out play, of the way. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Play, play it out so you can watch into this P1. And mm -hmm. I, I talked to Alec, was in our blank chat too, but especially in this P1 that he felt like they left too much time why are too much time uncontested? Obviously, in this situation, to your point, they yeah. didn't read the P2 spawn. Uh, they didn't read that. No, so that's tough. Well, that's tough. They should have been able to read that. But, okay. Again, that, that was out. a readable spawn with this spawn system, but it's just bullshit. Okay, this so yeah. This gets crazier, though. This gets crazier. Yeah, I know, I know, so, I know, I know. So, so, exceeds 
uh, uh, finishing around. By the way, he played really good in this series. He's able to he open did. up a space here for um, um, for number one for Assault to make a play, although he does get snaked and gunned. It is what it is. Crouch mm -hmm. fam, LOL. Yeah. Uh, obviously, spawns are now flipping because people are dying, and, yeah. and LEG spawn in the back. And you're going to see LEG are going to get a clean four dead here. Watch how this happens. Yep. And I want you to pause when they go four dead and tell me what they should do as a team. Wait, right now? Or are you saying yeah. when they go for like? So when they go for when they go for dead, let me know what you think LAG should do in this situation. I'm not coaching LAG right now. I'll tell. Okay. I mean, like, I'll tell you what I think they should. Yeah, done. you 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 can do that. Yeah. So so if so okay so so if you go back, uh, -huh. uh we were talking about this on the show. So they get four dead. Um, yeah, go back a little bit. And yeah. ideally, what you want to do is is push out, try and yeah. buy time. Yeah, common uh, sense. That's pretty much like that in every Call of Duty game. Yeah, of course. You get pretty kills, you push out. Point, uh, push out. Yeah. So instead of doing that, or instead they ran of away. helping the guy in hell, by the, they ran away. Yeah. They also didn't help Alec. Now, Alec number four is watching inner in this situation. Probably should be watching outer. His teammates can just get the inner trade if he slides in. Alec can just kind of play the corner of the stage, but he does it and he gets like three hit outer. Um, and there's no help because everybody's just in art, um, finessing around. Optic hits to the front outer, kills Alec. Now they have the hill holding it from the front. LEG don't have great positions. They try to pinch, go three dead, and that's how they lose the map. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that was as simple as LAG just fucking up a holding opportunity with kills. They didn't use their kills at all the right way. And, you know, they could have done, in that scenario, they could have done basically anything but what they did, and they would have won. Yeah. So, anything and, but what they but, did. <laughs> but, like, I will... <clears throat> I'll also say one thing, though, you know, if we're going to shit on LAG for a second and see that they, they, they fucked that up. I'm sure they know that they should have read that P2 yeah. spawn, by the way, too. If they said they didn't read that P2 spawn, that's a readable spawn. But like. It's a shitty spawn, by the way, it's a shitty spawn, but it's readable. Um, yeah. Fucking I, I think Optic played this pretty well, like, bro, this team clearly, clearly, obviously they like, you know, LAG should have given themselves more info. They should have pushed out, blah, 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 blah. But if you make the mistake in a holding opportunity mm -hmm. versus a very good hardpoint team, which is obviously Optic is going to be a good respawn team for the most part. Like, they're a good respawn team. If you let them set up a break, you will lose. It's the same. I mean, we did it versus LA, uh, LA Thieves yesterday. If you let them set up a break, you lose. Like, I mean, bro, they like Optic. Look at the teamwork at Optic, though. They triple hit open. Like, Alec has no chance even if he's watching open. Maybe he gets one or two. He could obviously made it easier. But like, I don't know. I, I think I think Optic, Optic showed a lot of composure towards the end to actually do something together. No? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, this has been, listen, that was, that was good plus, composure out of optic. I feel like you got to tip that, bro. Uh, yep. you know, I, I, you say, you say they should have lost and I see why you're saying that. you know, I, I get that, Yeah. but to, at the same time, like that's what I mean, again, like we should have won map one of the major final, but we didn't, you know what I mean? Because yep. like, you know, little things like you can always should have, should have done something. But I do think again, like, I feel like the composure this right here at the end game at this very moment is who has more composure to make the right play. And LAG did not. And, L and Optic did. That was literally all it was. But look at how separate Optic is right now. And, look at, and, the, and, and then look how together they are. And then look at LAG. Like LAG is all taking one-on-one -on -one lanes. Again, no info, no nothing. No, nothing. I mean, we're not going into the nitty-gritty of what... I, I mean, I just can't do that for my own fucking sake. I, you know, I would love to as much as I could, but I'm not going to. But like, yeah, I think Optic did a good job of just having more composure and doing that. So I, I feel like that was just a... Again, good teams don't make that mistake in that moment. That was a clutch moment, and Optic clutched up. But yeah. This is MO with Optic. I mean, in this series, they played against you guys online. After they made the change where they iced up in that, that hotel, 
a hard point map four. They had a couple of close ones at the major that Hydra that they clutched up, I think, against Boston. Like this team has shown that they're really icy and make the right decisions uh mm. at times at the end of some of these maps, especially in hard point. Um, but I think kind of the other thing with Optic in this series, because again, uh they also absolutely smoked the map five, which is typical. Yeah, it was surprising thing for off. Optic that I think it's kind of flown under the radar, at least uh um I mean, maybe that's my fault that I didn't really catch on to it uh, until this week. Is how poor they've been in control actually this year. Um, they were actually the third worst control team in the league uh, with a six and eleven record. Only Vegas Legion, who I who look definitely improved in the game. I will get to them later. Um, and London are are worse in terms of uh, win percentage. So I'm curious what you think because they were like they were like the one of if not the best control team at the middle last year. And then once Inder had the injury, they fell off. And now, once again, I know it's a different team, different personnel. Ellie's not a team anymore. Scump's not a team anymore. They're still struggling with uh, control. I think control is like, I mean, control is a fugaze mode. No, it's not, man. Control Fortress is a fugaze mode. The rest of it's not. Bro, I will, again, disclaimer again, the game sucks. The control spawns are ass compared to what they should be. They're like, they're, they're not as manipulated. Like, they are not, again, they're not as consistent as they should be. Like, you can, for example, be pushed out of bedroom and control, and they could just spawn under you long when no one's blocking kitchen. It makes no sense. You should be blocking that. You Like, the spawns could definitely be better to make control more consistent. An update away from making the game mode not as ass, but hey, there here we are still not, you know, not updating spawns. But um, with that being said, control is not that fugaze of a game mode other than Fortress, in my opinion, but... I think it's the most important game mode. If if you're using logic, two top teams play each other. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's only one of the best of fives. I 100%, so technically it's not. But, bro, it's the map that saves you from getting reverse swept. It's the map that closes out 3-0s. It's the map that pushes the series, goes up to one You know, it's, it's the swing map. But, hypothetically, if a good team plays a good team, they win their map pick, you win their map pick. Your map pick, right? Then... They win their search map pick. You win your search map pick. Whoever wins the control wins the series. Control is a, an extremely important game mode. So, like, yeah, it's just it, right now they're, they, they might be struggling on it, and that sucks. But, yeah, that, that, like, when you're, I, I feel, I don't even know what the, what the stat of this is, and this could be so faded. But in the way I view it, if you're a really, really good control team, you should just be, a, you're almost like a top team inevitably because again most likely you'll be able to win one search and one heart you know, you'll be able to like sneak out that shit and then when you're a really good control team i think in cold war our control records were fucking nuts i'm pretty sure like 45 yeah. and 7 or something but, but people always talk about how dominant we were in cold war a big reason we were dominant was because of control because again you could have a hot start go up 2-0 on us we're coming right back right we're winning the next the next hard point we're winning the control and then we're game five with you we're, we're up to all on you. You're playing raid control against us. You lost. Just, you know, go next. Like a lot of the con control is a really, really important mode to be dominant, to be a top team. So yeah, I mean, if they're struggling, like you're saying with that right now, like this is something they need to work on. But I do, I do, I will say one thing. I know I just like said, it's not a Fugaze mode. It's not. You can be good at, I, I don't think Fortress control is competitive. I think the yep. other two are, but I do think control this year is one like a couple spawn updates away from still being even more consistent where like you can have more of a philosophy on it right now i still think it's a little eh but still like there is there is a method to it and you have to be good at it and again so yeah if they can fix that that would be huge for them but control is super super important i think it's like actually underratedly important not gonna lie but yeah yeah i mean i, I agree with you fortress control might be one of the worst uh 
maps that we've ever played in competitive Call of Duty. Like I thought Gavity yes. was bad. No, last year, Fortress Control is fucking miserable. At least you can cap one of the points in Gavity, and then you just kind of kind of also around beach and just do a bunch of bullshit. Uh, Fortress Control might be the worst. Um, I will say that myself and Tommy, not to give us too much credit, we're really trying to convince your team and LA Thieves to scrim this week. You guys can try out other maps, and it seemed like Thieves was down. It seemed like Austin was down. So I don't wait, know. Wait, oh wait, uh, my team's down. I'll I'll say my team's down for my for me. Like, but regardless. Yeah. Why is it up to us and LA Thieves? I was to to that was, that was, that was gonna be my next point is why yeah. is it up to you guys to force this around? Like where That's... where's the where's the help? So first of all, Owen, we tried Mercado and uh we actually liked Mercado because we were good like you know, again, biasly speaking, we were actually pretty good at Mercado control and so we wanted a lot. But I thought Mercado played better than Fortress, but Mercado's still kinda ass. I'm not gonna lie. Mercado's spawn trap's still a little mixy. It's we it's by the way, it's super yeah. weird if you ever played Mercado control. Mm. It, the spawn direction, like the way the sides yeah. work, or ninety degrees from how it works in hard point. It's it's odd, but yeah. with what I'm with what I want to go into, which again I want to address like more of an important issue again for the future of the league, and that's the future. Tell me if I'm faded. You can tell me I'm a fucking dumbass or chat too. But why is it up to LA Thieves and Atlanta Phase and I would say Optic and other teams to like take their own time to scrim? Again, that should be like they should scrim it. They have to try it out. But like I feel like it should be almost like mandated by like the league to have to scrim it or something something that needs to be like more organized where like again there's a group of people in the league that are dedicated to making decisions that work with the pro players again it, the, because you know biasly speaking if you're really good at a map you're going to vote for it even though for example if you're nasty at fortress control you're not going to want to get it taken out why would you that'd be ridiculous and that's also really stupid so there should be like a again like a group of people that work with the pro players to like eliminate the bias a little bit but also have their own opinions and like go back and forth and like mandate tests every once in a while, like once or twice a week where like two teams scrim each other and they play museum control four times. Again, take an hour out of your day. Every team's mandated to do it. So no one team's like, well, they're not doing that enough. So we're not doing that enough because they're getting more practice than us. You know what I mean? Like everyone does it in an even amount of times. So everyone's fair. So everyone, you know what I mean? Like, and then you figure it out of what, the map is going to do and then the 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 group of people that are dedicated in the cdl that have no affiliation with teams talk to the teams you go back and forth you do some voting you do some testing and then you make a fucking decision right and then you make a decision of hey fortress control is the worst map ever fucking played museum control yeah it might not be that good i have no idea but it's better than fortress we're going to put it in for major four now you don't just add it in major three but major four five and champs boom you have a new map set like i personally think like that needs to happen immediately and then push it for the, again the season's long i know major yeah. three is really important for like the teams that are at the bottom right now and then the teams at the top it's not as important everything's important it's another four but, plus months of the season probably right oh yeah we, we have nothing but time but we yeah. have to get to it right now to like i feel like there just needs to be more of like a mandate from the league side too like it should not be whether or not la thieves in atlanta phase or you know x y or z teams want to sit down and actually take their own time out of their scrims to do that where other teams don't want to do that to make a decision. It should be mandated by the league. You go onto CDL servers and you play this map four times. You give your feedback. X team gives you feedback. CDL committee, whoever the fuck it is, gives their feedback. And then they by the end of the week, everyone's gotten their feedback. You make a fucking decision. Major four, you have a map set. Like, I feel like that needs to be done. Or am I, am I faded for saying that? No, no. You know my... Listen, you've heard my position on this. Is basically what I've been trying to pitch for years now. Which is, especially in the CDL era, it's all this conversation that we're talking about happens 
in two different Twitter DMs. There's a uh, GA committee player DM where the players decide yeah. their GAs, and that's a whole clusterfuck that I've covered at length <laughs> on Twitch. And then there's uh, the player rep chat, which is just a, a DM in which, you know, uh, the player relations team kind of sends, even beyond just competitive topics, other information to players mm-hmm. in terms of information from the league, right? Because flight stuff, media schedules, this thing, that thing. The problem is what's lacking is, I think in regards to the competitive operations topics like you're discussing, it needs to be like every other sport on planet Earth, a like some kind of governance structure, some kind of committee that can enact the process that you're talking about. I don't understand why this this stuff is still being done through Twitter DM. I don't understand why there's not a group of all the stakeholders involved here, whether it's the players, the teams, the league, people from the developing, uh, the de- development studios that work on the games uh, to try and work on these issues. And it can be quick enough, bro. It's not a committee that needs to meet every three weeks. It's a committee that should meet on demand and should be able to meet weekly. To your point, like Fortress Control should not be in the game right now. There should, by now, we should have tried different maps. We just got two in the game. I don't know if Museum or Dome Control work. But someone should be trying them out and see how we can get this Fortress Control out of here. Just for your stats, Chris, just so you understand how effing bad this map is. Right now on Fortress Control, oh, I know the offense, yep. offense is winning 20 <laughs> is in real matches. I don't know what you oh, have yeah. in, in scrims. is probably mm-hmm. worse. In real matches right now, Fortress Control offense is winning 20.54% of the time. And just for reference, Hotel, it's 56.28. Asilo, 36.67. Yeah. And we've had, we've had maps around the 30s to 40s on offense. 50s to 60s on uh, 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 is one offense. So there's a good offense-defense split that can happen. I really like that there's one offensive side of map, one defensive side of map. Obviously, side pick game five control should be a thing, but whatever. Yeah, we're not uh, that. 20, the, that fortress percentage is unacceptable. The map is unacceptable. It needs to get out of here. Yeah, bull. Yeah, no, I agree. And so someone said about Octane saying that they can't create an original map. I don't. Is his museum off limits because of the legal shit or something? Sam was on uh, our watch party stream on mm-hmm. Saturday yeah. and said that uh, that there is some issue preventing Museum from being yeah, played. So. Okay, but regardless, even if it's Museum yeah. or Dome, I'm willing, at this point, I'm willing to try any map. I don't even care if it's Mercado again. Give it a try. Maybe it's awful. Maybe it's not. I have no idea. And then so on and so forth. I, I know we're not dealt to the best hand here of like you know maps and shit and maybe you know maybe we have no choice with some of this shit and if that's the case that's the case but that doesn't really kind of take me it's away from my point way, Chris, of like this, this process still needs to this process still needs yeah. to be faster and better and more organized and professional i like i don't think it should be on the teams or the players to take extra time out of yeah. their scrims where some other teams might not choose to because they want to scrim more and get the competitive edge even though that's ridiculous but like again it should just be mandated where there's a bunch of people looking into it, like way better, more proper feedback, and then the league should be making the decision. And I think that could just be better. There should be a process to it, no matter what, and I think that would help us out a lot. Again, I, you know you know my views on it. I said there's a lot of shit that this game should also be doing correctly too, but yeah, I don't know. I still think it can be slightly better in that sense. And even to the loudness equalization thing too, with like speaking of this, I also think that should be a rule. And I also, I, I, my opinion on that is if you say loudness equalization is not allowed and you can do IT yeah. checks, <clears throat> I know online it's way harder to, to enforce. I get that. I fully get that. It makes so much sense why it's hard to enforce. But if there are IT checks and you can go into someone's computer 
and see if it's on, right? On the IT check. Technically speaking, if you, as soon as that IT check goes away, you can just turn it on yourself online, right? Like there's obviously ways around it, of course. It's very easy. But I think if it becomes a rule to the point where if you get random checked or like, you know, there's some random check process where like they tell you to like, you know, pull up your shit without touching your computer and you get caught using it, I feel like that's also like should be, you know, there should be a repercussion to it. And I feel like that, that alone would just make all the pros stop using it. Because a big reason why a lot of that shit's also an issue in the league is because a lot of people feel like they get sound hoard once and they're like, he must be using soundless equalization, so I'm using sound equalization. You know what I mean? And I feel like once it becomes like an actual rule and not a GA that could be enforced, God forbid you did get caught using that, no one's gonna no one's gonna risk their career for a setting, for a sound setting online that you can't use on land. You know what I mean? So again, I feel like that should just be a rule too. But hey, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just so I don't know. Haggy yeah, said pros I, would just I, turn I, it off before the check. I get that, but, here, but like, if for example, if they just had yeah. some some sort of way to random check or do anything, I really don't think most people would risk their career and or being suspended or whatever the repercussion would be for for an online setting that you can't use on LAN. Think about that. Why would yeah. you risk an online setting that you can't use on LAN that you could potentially get suspended for? For an, like that, like again, if that was an actual rule, I feel like that actual rule and like threat alone would just make the effectiveness like at least 90% high, like higher like it would just be better I don't know uh, but I see that Here, though. Here, here's <clears> my <throat> thing and I would love for if someone's an IT expert in the chat let me know like the way yeah, Windows maybe. works like I'm sure there's a registry key to disable that ability in Windows and you can obviously set policy as well for users so like to Chris's point yeah people can turn it up I'm assuming you could just write a service on the back end that just reports back to the league if someone fucks with that setting or you just lock it down like I refuse to believe and even online on hardware that the league has and mind you i know that people use different mix amps and different headsets that's the variable that we mm -hmm. uh don't have uh on mm -hmm. land i refuse to believe that there's not a way for them to set policy on these pcs to prevent people from doing it and then have punishments you know if people somehow get around it and cheat yeah i just don't think anyone's going to go that far to get around to the cheat for a setting that you can't use on land so if it's an actual rule where you're not allowed to use i think every pro turns it off immediately you know what i mean yeah, it's, yeah and this, this goes back to the, the committee thing. There's just, there's just no really good forum for these things to air out. And you know what I've learned? I've learned that sometimes the GA chat is pretty solid on these issues. People people don't want to air this out, even in the player rep chat, um, but they're happy to go on stream and talk about it. Like the whole process itself right now, it's busted and it's all on the players to kind of self-enforce some of this. And then when it's a big enough issue, go to the league. The league, I think, needs to... Um, put their hand on the wheel a little bit more in regards to some of the stuff and kind of help I think a better environment help. for the players, uh, the random people that play, you know, rank play now and also the viewers at home. So they have a good product to watch. Yeah. I think it would just help. I don't know. I think it's just gonna be uh, a little bit better. I still think the CDL is doing a really good job, by the way. I'm just, when I say this shit, I'm just suggesting stuff that could just make it more organized. I feel like, I just feel like there has to be a better system for some of this stuff. But yeah, I would say I, I really like what this from a overall marketing perspective. Okay, a couple of things. First off, event attendance. No one's talked about this, but event attendance now the last since COVID um, has been really good in the CDL. I think pretty much every venue is sold out, which has been really good. ESA yeah, sold amazing. out completely. <clears throat> I had people hitting me up to get tickets to Major 3. Like, that's how <laughs> that is. I don't know where Major 4 is yet. Toronto will probably sell out too. Even though that, that, that building is pretty big, it was packed on Sunday. So there's that. Uh, our viewership is great. I know online 
this weekend wasn't great, but obviously we're getting to the point where people just are not always going to tune on to online matches just because they just don't care. They don't count as much as LAN, uh, and the big matches will get uh, viewership, but LAN viewership at Major 2 was like 300k plus. And I know there's this whole YouTube thing, but I don't know what's going on with that, yada, yada, yada. So in general right now, like in terms of like the engagement and growth around the league, and just by the way, CDL also has leaned into a lot of the drama and all this other stuff on the broadcast on socials, which has been really good. They haven't shied away from some of this story, um, story building, world building that's going on around the CDL. So from like all of that stuff, it's doing well. Um, but the competitive upside is still, and this has been a struggle now for seven or eight years pre-CDL. We're talking CWLR when MLG, and I know Joe DeLuca, your boy, was at one point involved with this process. Like it's still a similar issue. Um, and I, I, everybody involved with the CDL, not even just you guys, like I'm sure ownership groups would love to see a little bit more movement on this. Um, cause it helps the product become a little bit better and we don't have to see fucking fortress control again. I swear I'm going to, well, if I see someone turtle in the map four again, uh, round four again in fortress control, I don't know what I'm going to do to my setup, man. I might literally flip my desk. No bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my chat, my, your chat see me rage. In those uh, situations, trust I've, me. Like, I've seen your age too. I've seen your age too, man. Uh, and Romeo, 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 I agree. Pocket's also been a really good host this year. Um, that's been mm -hmm. a really good ad. Pocket asks really good questions. Uh, he leans into stuff. Um, and the same point about inviting Zoom and Haggy on the main show, that wasn't necessarily Pocket. That's actually the esports engine guys uh, who have wanted to, during parts of the majors, get on community members. So uh, getting myself on, getting Tommy on. Uh, getting Haggy on, they had Tactical Rab on, like just trying to really lean into a lot of the additional content creators that are around the scene, not just make it like our guys or, or our people. Um, again, I think from like an engagement and growth standpoint and like all of the marketing uh, and sort of vision of the league, I think they're doing a really good job. It's just this competitive ops thing has just become a cluster F. Yeah, it just has to, it, again, it just has to be a little bit more clean and I think we'd be good. Anyway, uh, speaking yeah, of Major on. 2, speaking mm. of Major 2, let's talk about Boston, another team that made changes. Uh, obviously, your, um, your old former uh, teammate, Methods, uh, retired off now in Dallas land. He just <laughs> moved to Dallas uh, this week, and obviously he's now joined Optic as a content creator. He's doing those watch parties, so he's left the Boston organization completely, although I assume he's still working for Boston these days. Uh, and he's been replaced by Benjamin Beans. Uh, a player, if you don't know, who really uh, played really well in EU Challengers last year, uh, made the move over here, uh, was playing really good in NA Challengers, is now in the Boston lineup. Uh, and they had a pretty fun week, went 2-0, beat Toronto, uh, beat London. I think Beans in particular did not play good in the first series. If you've seen the meme of his face after that last map, it's pretty hilarious. And he said in the post-game interview that he got fried but he played much better in the second series. I don't know if you watch any of Boston play this weekend, Chris, but if you did, I'm curious your thoughts. Um, I, I got to watch a little bit of them just because, you know, between like warming up and stuff and all that other things and just like stuff that happens after the matches. But uh, yeah, I got to watch a little of them. Obviously, I've seen them still scrim and stuff. I'm still familiar with the Boston rosters in general. I, I mean, I think, I, I think Boston is a good team. I've said this already. And they won a game five. Everyone was happy about it. They won a game five. I don't think they looked like, you know, stellar, but they're still a new team and they still have stuff, uh, some stuff to work out. I know there was some like gays or something with the first map or something with London or am I faded for like I didn't, I saw like, I think I saw a dominate tweet or something about ping or I don't know. Regardless, 
I think Boston is a good team. I thought Boston was a good team with methods as well. Um, I think Beans added to this roster. I still think they're going to be really good. Yeah, like he has to find his way and respawn a little bit more, get a little bit more comfortable. I think he will. I think he's really talented from what I've seen. I think he's got like, you know, I think he's got what it takes to be a pretty good player in this league. So I don't know. I, I think they look good. I, I, I am not a Boston hater. Even with when we talked about like the whole like the, you know, they're not like executing when it matters kind of thing. I think if that's only a matter of time until that team is good. So like I respect them as a team. I think they're good practice right when we play them. And, you know, so I think they look good. Yeah, speak on the ping thing real quick, not to yeah. totally divulge us. Like, yeah, so we I had, saw um, something about it. That I, I think what happened was that there is like a ping adjustment tool to sort of normalize pings if mm. they get no server situation where people are plus 15 or plus 20. And I guess the tool didn't use that map one, but even then London had a great chance to win that map. Um, and they absolutely trolled the end of that map um, really poorly. Like they got a perfect break and then had the worst setup of all time. Mm. They just got an instant broken from middle on uh the sort of snake pit uh hill on a uh, hotel uh for the l so london just finding new ways to lose but i agree with you i don't think we've seen in the best of boston just yet tuna is a great start for them um and i think beans is going to be uh he's a totally different player from zen in the way that he plays mm. first off i think beans is going to come in and potentially be the best sniper in the league i don't know if you've seen that guy snipe but he's actually insane there's clips on on twitter and like no, he yeah, had some crazy ones sniped, yeah in the, in the matches i think he's gonna be really he's gonna give their snd a new look which is gonna be really nice um i think respawn we'll see with them but they have they have some easy games coming up they have leg in florida they should take care of so i think they're likely gonna get a top seed for this event they're gonna close out for steves uh, yeah. on the final weekend so a big thing for them is this like i think they're gonna get a top seeded like online the way they've been playing again i think they're a good team it's just whether or not they're going to show up and obviously execute and i again i have faith that they can do that i think they're always going to be a threat as a team and the more they play, the the more they'll get better. So I, I, I think Boston is a team that you could never take lightly. I think they're a team that can, that can contend when they're playing at their best. So I don't know. I don't I don't I don't really hate on that team uh, like a lot of people do. And could but before we go farther with anything, what the fuck is this Ben Bark shit? Okay, bro. What what Let's is going on? Why is everyone asking okay, you to okay, bark? Well, what did I miss? Okay, 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 okay. So here's the deal. So the New York Subliners facility is like a giant like square. And what they, what those idiots do is they get there in the morning, they all shoot bots mm -hmm. and they just troll on everybody's like Twitch streams in the morning. Yeah, so like, in my stream usually, all the time, yeah. yeah, usually it's like in my stream at like, at like noon or 11, I see kids post first and I see skies and then I see fucking uh, Troy Center Michaels and I'm like, okay, I know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. They asked me to bark yesterday and like, you know, and RJ knows when I get asked to do something and get put on the spot, like I crumble. Yeah. And so did. I tried to bark and it was horrible. It was actually, I was like mid bark and i walked away that's how bad it was uh well, troy came in and gave me an example and then i did it again it wasn't that bad but yeah no that's what i was talking about all right so now i'm sorry to do this to you ben but like i won't continue this podcast unless you bark right now oh, bro yep i'm sorry yeah you're gonna make me like you yeah, make your bark right now i mean i i i feel left out that i did never heard you bark so all now right. i have to hear you bark all right yeah. Woof. That good enough? That was good. That was a good bark. There you go. There you go, chat. That, that's the Ben bark. Honestly, Ben, that, that was that, that, you, that was a pretty good bark. Is that Thank what you. he is that what he sounded like the first time? No, nah, nah, wait. The first does time it was horrible? Does anyone have a clip? Horrible. Can I get a clip yeah, of the first time, chat? Yeah, I can, I, can, I can put it in your chat. Put it in my chat. Put it in my chat, please. Thank you. I'll hold up. I want to yeah. before we go on to this. We got a lot of time for this podcast, as you guys can see, so we can have some fun with this one. I want to. I want to see this clip. 
I mean, I want to yeah, see this. Yeah. Fucking CDL Palace Twitter, bro. All right, yeah, there dude. There we go. I might have to re-download Twitter, bro. I'd be missing a lot, dude. Holy shit. Are you doing Yeah, you, you, be, you be missing. A, you be missing a lot. All you just gotta do is follow fucking this guy. I, I don't know if you know who your CDL pal is. He's someone new to this scene. He only started watching in like Modern Warfare 2019. That's He's the guy. Hilarious. That's the guy that had all that shit with New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's really funny. We've had him on the couch a lot, like uh, at events, and we ask him questions, and it's like, bro, this guy, like, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, no, he. There's a clip you want to watch it. Yeah, he, he always posts. He was always clubbing my stream, man. I'm pulling it up. Hold up. Uh. Okay. <clears throat> Hold it up, chat. Hold up. Here we go. So I want to. I just want to compare before we, you know, continue to move on here. This clip Hold is up. bad, Chad. This clip is bad. <sighs> All right. So we heard. We just heard Ben's bark right there. Now let's hear this one. That's the bulldog right there, man, ladies and gentlemen. Our f- nah, bro, Ben. What the fuck was that, man? That's why I instantly took the head that says it off, bro. I lost composure, bro. Dang. I lost composure. Right nah, no, we're good, though. I know this, and I know this we're, good. we're good. We're, we're, we're chilling now, Chris. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, arf. You said arf, bro. You literally said arf. No, because that's what kids wanted me to do. I asked if I should woof for arf, and he said arf. And I was like, all right, bet. Damn, he really set you up for failure right there. No, I set myself up for failure by not using my chest. That's the issue. Yeah, you get, yeah, you know that what you just did before was like a lot more like yeah, because I I fucking practiced it because now everybody's gonna ask me to fucking do it. So like, you're telling me you've been like off stream practicing your bark? I I practiced it like two or three times last night after I got off. Proud of you, Ben. Proud of you. I, All right, I appreciate it. All right, All moving right. on. So yeah, there you go, Ben Bark. Yep. So, so, so yeah, no. So Boston, we'll see. I mean, I I think to your point, they're a good team. They were a good team in Major One, good team in Major Two. The problem is. They're like, I mean, a lot of people consider them to be the least ICS team in the game, which I don't know. I think there are probably other teams that are bad teams that find ways to lose, but their problem is when they play good teams, and it's been their issue since last year, they don't always match that uh, level. So let's see if bringing Beans in maybe gets them on the right path so they can make it deep in one of these tournaments. Would love to see this Boston squad make it to a grand final at some point this year. I think they have the talent to do so. Yep. Uh, a, a couple more squads that made changes that we should talk about. We already talked about Florida. We don't need to do that. Let's talk about the Vegas Legion. So their change was a little bit interesting. There were rumors last week they were making a two-person change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they really were thinking about it. I think buyouts and a bunch of other stuff got in the way of that. So they ended up making one uh, that was Prolude being benched uh, and actually released because this is what fucking Vegas does is when they bench you, they don't want to pay out that salary the whole year. So you just get released. Anyway, tough for Byron. Uh, two Real comes over. Again, from the same squad uh, as Dan Ghosty. They also brought in Nagafin to be their assistant coach now. Interesting. And we'll get to that in a second. And uh, Vegas went 1-1 this week. A surprising victory over the LA Thieves in the first series. Um, and then came up just short uh, on Sunday against uh, a newish look uh, Toronto. So I don't know if you watched any of Vegas play. Curious your thoughts on some of that gameplay. So I don't think... So we talked about the, the, I'm glad that they didn't make a two-person change. We talked about this last episode. I, I'm happy they didn't make a two-person change. I know we talked about like whether or not they wanted to keep Prolude or TJ. I think TJ is a very smart player. I know he's not playing the best to, of his ability, but I, I do think TJ knows how to play Call of Duty and like how to win and whatever. He struggles. He's going to search the whole thing, whatever. But <clears throat> I'm happy they didn't make the two-person po- two change. And we were a little bit like questioning, uh, like questionable on two real just because he struggled the last time he was in the league um 
to give him the benefit of the doubt, the last time he was in the league, he was in a very tough situation where he was not set up to fry. You know, he wasn't on the best of teams. The team was struggling, so on and so forth. Like, you know, that team was not like, you know, yeah. like it's not like he got thrown into a great situation and then blew it. Like, he was not in the best situation to start. But um, I know I, I saw Clayster's interview when they beat LA Thieves, I think. That was when he did the interview about Too Real saying it was his pick. And he 100% trusts Too Real to play like way better because he played with him in Challenger. So I'm, I'm excited to see that Too Real played all right. Like, you know, like he did his thing and like, you know, they have a lot of faith in him. Uh, and I never thought that this Vegas team was like a lower. I know a, people, a lot of people use them as like this like lower seeded team. I don't really think they like even when they haven't been playing that bad. Like, I don't think they're that like of a lower seeded team. Like, I think they have the potential to, again, come out, beat, beat LA Thieves and beat a really good team. And they're, you know, they have that in them. I think they're good. I know they've struggled, <clears throat> if I recall correctly, they were struggling control for a little bit. And like they were just like they're struggling here and there. But I think this team with new life being too real, again, I think a player change, no matter what it is, always makes the other three players kind of lock it in again because it's a brand new team. They want to prove themselves and all this other stuff. I know Donnie's now playing at our facility. I'm pretty sure he's going to continue to do that if I'm correct. I'm excited yeah. to see him this week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's going to be playing at our facility, so he's probably feeling a little bit more confident with like you know having like the just being at a business internet line and all that. Uh, and yeah, so I I think this Vegas team again can definitely make some waves. It depends on how consistent they can keep that. You know, like what like at that level. But this is not a team that I would ever say like you know I feel like people disrespected some like just the way like their ability to like you know win matches and stuff. It's just more more or less for them. It's like keeping the the ceiling that they can hit consistent, you know, like, like kind of like up in that. And I think with this one person change right now, I think this might help them a little bit in their respawns. I still think their search will be pretty good at just like here and there. I think they have like a, a team that's not easy to beat by no means. And I, I don't know. I, I like this Vegas team. I'm happy they didn't make a two person change just because I don't think a two person change was like fully necessary. I was a little questioned, questionable on two real, but I think with clays like vouch for him, and him playing a little bit better, you know, like he played pretty well in some of the maps. Like he had like a pretty good, a couple good maps for Steve's too. Like, I don't know. I'm excited to see how like they continue to develop, but I don't, I don't mind them right now. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, first of all, their control looks way better. Yeah. Um, that's huge. I think two real is a big part of that They're So again, so we talk about control vetoes, right? Mm -hmm. We see one of two scenarios happen. Okay. Either Fortress control gets banned and then it's a choice between a silo or hotel mm -hmm. or the team bans either hotel or silo. And then the other team's left with the choice of do you just square up on the Mickey map, PK Fortress, or you just pick the other map? And it makes the Fortress, it makes the control videos like really hilarious. Yeah. So uh, Vegas don't play a Silo at all. So they're either going to play Fortress or Hotel, which they played in a majority of series. Um, and Tyrell just looks really comfortable uh, doing uh, putting pressure on the map, especially around the A side, um, around Globe, around their spawn. He's really good at finessing and getting those pinch kills when they're trying to break right. You can't just flood kitchen side. And just head smash the hill trying to break it. You need to go around and cut them off and then kill spawners. Mm. He does a really good job of giving them sort of dynamic play. They didn't really have with uh, Pro and TJ as a combo who really struggled in that game mode. I'll say this about the Vegas squad is they're now back on the path of being a really good game five grinder team. Mm -hmm. They have won a couple of series this year in game four. Like they won a series against uh, a team last major. It might have been... I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Optic they, where they, they won Optic. three respawns? Yeah, they beat Optic. They won two respawns. They won three respawns on series. I just looked it up. They won a Mercado, yeah, a Hotel Optic. Control, and mm -hmm. a Hydro or Point. That's not going to happen too often with this Vegas team because the one thing they do need to work on 
uh, and we saw it at the tail end of that series against Toronto, is their hard point still very iffy. Um, they made a really poor play at the end of the hydro, and TJ was kind of responsible where it was a really close game going to the last rotation. They got the good sides for P2. TJ went all around on a P5. And then uh, a couple of their guys were, uh, I mean, I can link you the VOD if you want to watch it. A couple of guys were P3, and obviously on Hydro, if you are playing P1 and people are P3, like you need to make sure you're blocking the P2 yeah. side of the map. I have the VOD up. Bullshit. What time? What yeah. time do? You, what time is it? I have the VOD up for the control round, but I can I can go back obviously for the. Yeah, no, go go forward. Go. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Uh, Here, where's the Hydro? No, let me try and find it really quick. That was that was during Thieves though. Let me give you the one. This is actually oh yeah, I'll say no, this is, I would say this is the wrong. I would say this is the wrong vod then. Yeah, I would say because I have the vod yeah. that we have in like the the document, but not the no, right I'll, one. I'll I'll link it to you in one second. But yeah, leave me, leave me. but we're, <laughs> we're we're gonna take a look at it, Chad. And you're gonna see that like this is actually a fairly winnable situation for Vegas. I don't know if they would have won this map necessarily, but they would have actually have had a chance, and they didn't. Um, it is not on YouTube, so give me one second. I'll go to no, the you're good. Yeah, now. I was six. I have it the, the bottom of the document, but it's just the other one. Yeah, uh, the other thing too with uh, Vegas is just a more consistent slaying out of uh, their whole team in hardpoint. They have a very shallow map pool in that game mode, uh, and uh, yeah, they're really decent and sometimes on Mercado, but they need to expand their pool because it's really, really narrow in that. Uh, clearly, they are starting to try and play a little bit more hydro, which is which is nice. Um, but in general, they're just very shallow. I have the play right here. Hydro's a good um, map to be good at, too. If if you can somehow, like, get good at Hydro to the point where, like, you're really confident on it, that's, like, a map that a lot of teams don't like, obviously, you know? So that's not a bad one. Oh, my God, you're you just can, spamming that shit, bro. Let's go. Yes, you can see it, yeah. Hold up. Let me just... I have to go to my chat. My bad, sorry. All good. I'm just oh, used to doing the chat because you have a TPC yeah, just yeah, like Tommy. Yeah, no, so. yeah, it's a pain in the ass, yep. You're right. So um all I, right i know this i know the strat so okay. i'll explain this why you pull this up so it's the when i linked to the chris it's 217 190 vegas is at old trying to get the last 10 seconds so it's basically like a 20 point game yep. and a uh, number five is tj and he's making a really good play here right toronto's kind of trying to stack p1 trying to win this and he has an opportunity to go all around flip the spawns and if they make p1 mixy they can win p2 we've seen this a couple of times we were talking about optic earlier they did this in a series at a major where they made this play. So you're going to look, EJ does make it all the way around. And then number seven, which is two real, um, is going for this P3 pinch. And when you do end up getting in here and blocking the spawn, you need to make sure if you're number five, TJ, you're going back and you're keeping that P2 side block. He doesn't. Ixie spawns there and this map is over because they're, they're flooding P3. Toronto's in the hill, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So what, your, your criticism is that TJ died. And like he should saw, play his life is what you're saying. So here's here's the issue with this because we can't tell because we don't have the team comms. It is possible that TJ got zero callouts from his team, had no idea that they were P3 and saying block 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 block. He just assumed they would spawn up behind him, mm -hmm. or he got those callouts and he just didn't listen to them. It's hard to tell because we don't have their comms. But in general, we saw a situation. We see the situation play a lot on this map. Hydro's got really funky spawns and how sticky they are, or how much you need to kind of hard block certain spawns in order to manipulate them the way you want. And this situation is one where if, if you are on this P1, putting yourself in that P3 spot and you want to keep getting your team to spawn on the P2 side, like you need to back up there. Otherwise, they're just going to kind of spawn around the guy on P3. Yeah. And then no, you're just going to make the result you want. I see what you mean. I think there's another thing too, like as, you know, there, you know, we can, I'm not going to like deep dive into it, but I'd like TJ is also sitting here thinking like, 
with two real spawning up, the communication between two real and TJ is really important here. You know, like like you said, like we don't have their yeah. comms, but <clears throat> yeah, it just comes down to like I also feel like TJ might have felt the pressure slightly in the sense of like you know Clay just got a nade kill, but to back it up right here, like right here, like TJ feels the pressure in the sense of just like really wanting to make sure they also get P1 time and just don't lose because you can get smoked on P1. Yeah, I mean, you can, you, you can get smoked on P1. It doesn't matter what side you're coming from. Like, for example, we're talking about the P2 spawns in order to win, but, like, they also need to make it to P2, right? And there's 55 seconds on P1, and that's, this is a hill that's very milkable. Milkable hill. You can milk this yep. shit. And you like top down, you get yeah, on the fucking Yeah, exactly. Bridge, yeah. So it's like, I think TJ is just thinking here, too, like, he wants to collapse and get, like, this guaranteed kill, and, like, everyone, like, say, like, in, in this scenario, TJ collapses into the hill gets to hill and then turns around while they're spawning dome and then like they obviously like get a couple waves of kills and then flip them because you could also flip them pretty easily on p1 to p2 if you do it right so like i think it, it was probably a miscommunication it, but the like only problem chris, it just, I it agree just saying, tough. chris no yeah is again he's trying to make a play on a time on p1 they can't mean. win off of p1 that's nope. the issue that's why he's gonna make the p2 play because even if they get this insta break and they get 50 nah, seconds i, I know what you're still saying gonna yeah. Lose. You, yeah. You're, they can't win on p1 but they yeah. can lose on p1 yeah. And I think that uh, that's what that's my point. I think he's thinking like we can lose here if I don't make a play and get a kill. So like, it just it, again, I know what you mean though. Yeah, like I, I'm not saying like you're wrong or I'm like you know I'm not gonna like deep dive into the play, but yeah, like I I think he was also thinking like we can also lose on here. I'm about to save the game by like getting him off of it and then turning around. Like he could have just got a little greedy, <laughs> or could just been a miscommunication. Like I don't know, but yeah, that was tough. That's unfortunate. Yeah, they they trolled a bunch of other hills. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we don't need to watch this yeah. all, but it, prior to this, like. I don't know how this map was close. Like Vegas was hard trolling a bunch of like P4s and P2s. It was actually hilarious that this map ended up being like a 50 point game because uh, they were they were having these great like P5 holds in order to stay in this game. It was a really weird one. But I think one more practice is Vegas team again with two real is going to be a little bit more dynamic than with Prolude. I think TJ is going to need to be a little bit more consistent in respawn. He's still really struggling in hardpoint and control. So if they want to be like a top six team, I think he's the player that's got to step it up. Clay started to play a lot better individually. Yeah, I feel like Clay's really been playing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, Clay had a really slow start this season. Uh, to your point, I think Tam playing out of facility is also good because as far as I know, he pings like 25 milliseconds better from your guys' dark fiber than he does from his apartment. So without that, uh, we also, though, one request is we do need to see Temp on MC Mondays. That needs to happen. We do. I agree. Yeah. yeah we, we need him on we, MC Mondays. We, ne we need Donnie doing some content, dude. That'd be fucking hilarious. But uh, okay, so a phase like just just, just get him in all the works, bro. Honestly, like, I, I I was about to say I, I mean I don't know depending on the schedule when they record that and stuff. And Donnie obviously has to you know still like travel to the facility. But yeah, if if they got him on the podcast, that'd be god like that'd be pretty cool. I think if they got him on the podcast because Donnie's just like such a good personality. I feel like in a podcast like type thing, like he would be like literally perfect for that. So if they were to do that, that'd be dope. But yeah, that obviously means getting him to come in and stuff. But yeah, um. Yep. We can move uh, on. Two more, so two more teams. Yeah, uh, three more teams talk I want to talk about. We're, we're, mm. we're not going to talk about everybody. Like, I don't want to spend too much time before we talk about London. Uh, uh, it's a waste of time. Anyway, Toronto was on our team that surprisingly made a change this weekend. I don't think anyone saw this one necessarily coming mm. this weekend. So they got uh, Kentucky fried on Friday. And for more context, uh, Toronto was playing great part prior to Major 2. Uh, and then they won their first match of the major. And then they pulled up on Saturday after, you know, winning their Thursday match and an absolute stinker and lost six maps to you guys to thieves. So it's tough. They lost to team number one and team number two. 
Mm-hmm. But then they pulled up against Boston on Friday um, and uh, did not play well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decided to go ahead and make a change, which was moving Stanny to the bench uh, for Hixie. Uh, and then from there, uh, they had a very mixed series. We just watched that Vegas series, which they ended up winning in game four. So Toronto going one and one this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think let's talk about the change. Uh, my sense of it was that like, uh, it had to be some, just look at the Ellie thing. Like, I don't think it was a performance thing, even though Sandy was playing poorly in the three series that they were lost prior to the change, although they all play poorly. It, I don't know if you agree with me from the perspective that it had to be some back end stuff with the team that was getting in the way of them playing the way they wanted to. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a guaranteed. Yes. Again, you don't know anything behind closed doors, but I was a fan of the Toronto team before. Even last episode, we talked about them. I think that even with them having a struggle where they, they played poorly versus us on Saturday or whatever, and then they lost out of the tournament, they still looked really good going in the Major 1 and Major 2. They looked like a contending team before those majors, right? And they, they played well. So I think the Toronto team was a very good team, and then them making this change, like there has to be something that we don't know. Like... I I I feel I feel like this has to be more of like uh they are just not either getting along, not confident. There's something more to it just than just on paper like let's replace this guy for this guy. Not this is no slight at Hicksy either. I'm just saying like I just think this Toronto team looked pretty good. I thought Stan, you know like again Sandy didn't play that well in the last couple of series whatever, but like I thought this Toronto team was good. I just think that this has to be more like this was way like even you, I know you used the Gilly comparison, but I feel like this is even like less of that. Like I, I feel like this is more like this has to be like almost guaranteed. There is more to the story of like them either not getting along or, you know, practice not going well, the culture, there was something there that caused this it, to go. So yeah. I, I think it has to be that it happened really quick. Cause, cause they played on Friday and then this basically uh, rumors flew around like Saturday afternoon um that they were gonna Did make they? a change they, is that is that how that yeah, happened? well didn't you leak like it lung- didn't you leak well, it I got, I got information from one of my mods um as you know in the call of duty scene once the team tells people to get ready for announcements like everybody knows uh and so i found out didn't want to say anything on stream uh and then it got pushed back a bit and then they eventually then they eventually put it out on saturday like right before matches started um which is surprising because they didn't play till Sunday. So they could have kept this quiet until Sunday if they wanted to. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see how they play going forward. A lot of people are speculating on Sandy's feature. I, Toronto is normally not been an org to sell people. As we've seen with like the Zinni situation, like year one with their team when they had 10 players. We'll see if there's another team that tries to acquire Eli well, um, on their depends. squad, but he might yeah. be running the pun for a sec here. Well, also depending on how Toronto does again, I still think Toronto should be a pretty good team. Um, like, But depending on how Toronto does, I don't know if you want to get rid of Standy right away anyway, or also depending on how bad things are behind the scenes. If the, if this were, were to be true and they're like not getting along or some shit, then maybe it's already chalked and like, <clears throat> Standy's never coming off the bench, period. Like, it would just never work. But if Standy can come back and... <clears throat> sorry, Jesus. And they like figure things out, like Toronto can still be a really team it's just really hard to come back from being benched and usually like you know that level of professionalism is very rare and i'm like not even just a slight outstanding but just for a lot of people like you kind of get like kind of pissed when someone drops you and then like coming back like 
I don't think we're there in Call of Duty where like you just kind of come back all happy and like you know let's go let's do this again like so like I I think I think depending on how bad things were that caused this change you would keep Stanley but if they are that bad then maybe you try and get like you get rid of him or sell him or he just sits on the bench but if you were just gonna sell him or you know do whatever you're gonna do like sell like sell his contract or whatever like I think it comes down to like you need to get someone that's like good though too. You you have to get someone to be able to sit on your bench that's like ready to go. So I don't know. I definitely yeah, think I mean, it's weird. Yeah, I mean we had Stanley on the flank. He was very upset after the whole situation. Was I don't he? Blame him oh, you talked to him. Yeah. I, I I so what did yeah, he say? We um he he said a bunch. He also tweeted a bunch of stuff that he deleted. It sounds like uh, he felt like after major two that they wanted to drop him and they were just kind of waiting for the right moment to do it. Again, he's in a situation where he's going through like just to give you a state of mind, like I think he's going through sort of the sort of stages that you go through when you get dropped, right? You're just going through different stages of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he felt like they'd sort of decided that, that he wasn't part of the crew and they wanted to pick a moment to drop him and bring in someone in Hixie that they were a little more familiar with, friends with. Um, and so that was kind of why he felt hurt. He felt there wasn't really like a competitive decision. He felt it was like based on just sort of back-end friendship stuff. Yeah, and um, just to be devil's advocate, I guess, and again, I, I don't know what the fuck happens, and that's his side of the, you know, that's his side. And yeah, it's his side. That yep. could be 100%, like, you know, his side is actually just how it went. I have no idea. But, like, you know, if they weren't getting along or whatever, it, like, clearly if he didn't feel like a part of the team or whatnot, like, I feel like there needs to be, like, some sort of communication process with the play like maybe there was and it just like was not solvable but I, I i feel like yeah there like there sounds like there's a lot of like conversations that either a just never happened or didn't go pro- like poor like you know properly and a bunch of other stuff so you know if you don't feel like a part of the team or you know you're feeling like you're gonna get dropped and stuff like why can you work on it can you get better or and, and again maybe it's like he doesn't like you know maybe it's what they're doing you know like again like maybe they're being assholes and like he's just like tired of it so he doesn't want to deal with that like it's you have no idea but I feel like they're I feel like that's still pretty fixable with the proper communication between like the players, the teammates, the coaching and all that. So it's like I, I wonder like the other side of it and like what actually happened. Like I feel like there has to be more to that. But yeah, he's definitely pissed and it sucks because competitively speaking, again, they could be good with Hixie and Hixie's not a bad player at all. Like I think the Toronto team looked really good with Sandy. So like I'm sure he's pissed for that reason, but I feel like there has to be more to that that like I don't know. So yeah, we'll see. And yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mess. I, I feel bad for everybody involved, but we'll yeah, see what happens sucks. with their team yeah. now. Um, they've got an interesting schedule. They've got Optic coming up next, so that should be fun. New York, and then they close out against London. So they're one on one right now. We have two very hard games in London, so they should make it to winners. Uh, but if they go zero and two, they're going to need some stuff to go in their favor. So let's see how they do against. Teams, by the way, that I think are better than them in search. So the one thing we haven't talked about yet with London or with uh, Toronto, sorry, is they've been on a little bit of a search slide. Um, I know they just made this change. So they, bro, the SD Asilo they played against Vegas with Hixie was maybe one of the most trolly maps I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, the amount of like ninja, Chris, there were like four ninjas a few No, I know. It was, yeah, it was, it was actually, it was, it was actually, I've never, I've never seen stuff like that before. But I think Toronto's got to be work on their search a little bit now. We've got some bread and butters in respawn that they're really good at, like Hotel Hardpoint. Um, they're pretty solid control squad as well. Um, SND is starting to slide a little bit. Um, and so they need to work on that because again, once you match up with your optic, your New York's, your phases, your thieves of the world, uh, being able to win those 
map to a map five is gonna be really key or you're just gonna you know yeah. you have tough one condition so that's toronto uh i think that's all the teams we covered all the teams that made changes i don't think we missed anybody no yeah, i think i think that's everybody else yeah i actually completely forgot about the fucking toronto change like with all the other drama that's been going oh, on it was not on my outline yeah. either so yeah. i had that in the mid show yeah no it's funny uh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about two more teams. I want to mm-hmm. talk about a team that played really good this weekend and a team that did not play good this weekend. So let's start with the one that did good. The New York Subliners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, did we already talk about New York? We briefed it. We briefed it. Let's dive in a little bit more, which is, um, you know, again, they, they were really struggling to search prior to Major 2. They had a really funky travel situation for Major 2, which probably didn't help the whole weekend. And they ended up getting... Um, how baited that event, which, which is probably not a fair placing for the skill of that team, but it is what it is sometimes. And so I think they had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder going into this major three qualifier. They had Rocker and Florida this weekend, and they did a pretty good job against both those teams. Uh, the Florida series, the second series, was uh, pretty much a smoke show out of New York. The Rocker series was more interesting. Uh, map one was pretty close on Fortress, which Rocker took. They played really great on that. Cammy made some crazy plays on that one, which you love to see. I know Cammy's been struggling a bit, and we'll get to that. We talked about Rocker in a sec. Um, but New York f- smoked on a Mercado S&D and a Fortress Control. Um, Rocker then won the hard point. So very weird that Rocker took two respawns. And then the Fortress <laughs> round 11. I don't know if you watched it, but Rocker did one of those things that I just... You want to bring it round up? Round 11 offense. Yeah, if you want to load it up. I'll bring it up. Nothing, one of my biggest pet peeves in COD, if you were on offense in a round 11, is doing nothing. That's a pet peeve of yours, Ben? You don't like that? No. No, why? The do, the do nothing strap, because, it, bro, like as Embo says, get the rock down, like, especially in this game, and on Fortress, <laughs> which I know is a difficult map to lay the bomb sometimes, uh, you do want to try and set up in a situation where the other team has to push you and you're not trying to push them. Uh, and so in this round five, wait, if you want are these highlights right now? Those might be highlights. Yeah, these are highlights. Yeah, I'll tell you, I gotta back up. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably, yeah, good. I clipped to the wrong point, my bad. Here we go, here we go. Um, Bang. I hate, well, Junior, I, I hate on all the do nothing strats. I'm a, I'm, I don't like do nothing strats, although there are times where people play for picks. Don't confuse. The, fa- the phase do nothing strat, what are you talking about? You got criticism I, I know, of us, I bro? Know, I know what Junior's talking about. Co- but coach like, me up, Ben, what's up? Well, there's a difference. So, like, it, like for example, sometimes I watch your team in embassy on offense, uh-huh. hold office, hold outer, and kind of wait for a team to kind of expose themselves, find someone mid-map, and then execute kind of a minute or so later. That's not a do-nothing strat if you're just trying to get information at the beginning of a round. What this is, is you're going to watch is how late they wait to try and plant this bomb oh, okay. uh, and how much time they burn. So, so no, no, no coaching tips from Ben. Never mind. I thought you were about, no. I thought you were about to coach me up. I was about to write it down and give it to Slasher, dude. Uh, I don't need to. I don't need to coach Austin. I'm fucking search. We're okay, good. Okay. Um. <clears throat> all right. So this is the round we're talking about. Yep. Do nothing. So yeah. you're, So you're criticizing. All right. Criticism's coming in. So if you hit play, so Rocker do a good job getting back in this. As you see, Hydra 13 and six was doing some crazy stuff this map. Dylan was playing good, and Afro had a really, really tough weekend in general. And this series was was uh, one of them. So as you guys know, when you watch all the Fortress uh, S and D, or if you played in rank play, again, really hard to lay this bomb. You got to kind of finesse these doors, especially at the pro level. People are really good at playing sniper on inner, like finessing outer. There's just there's a lot of mental mind games going on here. Um, but on the rocker end, they're trying to play for bottom art. And we didn't show it in these previous rounds, but Afro lost a lot of gunfights to Hydra bottom art at points during this map. So I think they were a little bit shook about someone from New York getting into their top and bottom uh, mm. of art. 
but here when we get to this situation once the nades are down uh i feel like rocker waits so long to lay this bomb after most of the nades come out um and uh they get in a position where before you wait so long the guy gets killed off a bomb or you get an advantageous unadvantageous situation where you can't lay the bomb anymore and now you don't really have time to make a play here yeah fair but dylan fair unfortunately didn't get that pickpocket uh by p1 and now get to push out yeah. And now, because they didn't lay the bomb, there's 20 seconds left, and Dylan died. Now they're they're fucked because they're an art. It's it's over. They've got pinched. GG. Round go next. Serious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, someone asked if it's a part of like waiting for Deddy. Uh, personally, in Fortress, I don't think that silence really matters in the sense of like putting the bomb down. It has no, nothing to do. Like you, you, the only way you put the bomb down is by crossing to the bomb. So like, dead silence isn't gonna get you to the bomb safely anyway. So like, it does. You know, like like. The only thing that I would say is like, yeah, like, you know, they're probably, it looks like they're a little shook of like letting Hydra go crazy and art or some shit. But at the end of the day, like you're on offense. They were just hoping to catch New York getting antsy and they never did. And then, yeah, by the time they actually tried to make a play, like basically like right now, I know Hydra gets the first blood left side, but like, yeah, right now, if they kill you off the bomb with 20 seconds left, you basically lose because yeah. you like have to plant the bomb now. So it's like, you're about to be. Once you're playing the bomb, you're out of the play for five seconds. If it's a 3v4, it's now a 2v4 with five, like 10 seconds left, like 15 seconds left. Like you're obviously, they're, they're going to push the bomb and probably kill you. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it was just tough. I, I, I think Minnesota like tried to make the big brain, big brain play of like catching one of them, getting like anti and art and something. And they didn't fall for it. And like at the end of the day, like they, like New York didn't really do much either, but New York didn't have to. You know, so it was like different. The New York's in the in the in the scenario where it's like we're just gonna wait for you to cross the bomb, and you never did it. So yeah, no, that was just tough. Yeah, I mean, to to speak to getting bombed down on this map at that site, offenses win bomb down situations uh, sixty five ish percent yeah, of the time. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to make the win percentage play again, get the rock down. If you can do it four before, bro, the head glitches on the back of this map or insane on that truck the forklift yep. all that stuff like you can play a lot of numbers and get trades finesse around top art like all the shit if yeah. you really want to back up and get this um but yeah no they just they just did the do nothing offense and what was a very winnable series for rocker we see round 11 game five like this is where people ice up they did not and this is like uh again with rocker they're like the hardest team right now for me to know if they're good or not because they are clearly decent enough to make deep runs at events they got a really good placing at um, at the last event. And just like Toronto, the only teams they lost to uh, at the major uh, were you guys and Thieves. So they lost to the team one and team two. Mm -hmm. Like they beat Optic. Uh, they beat New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, okay, well, you know, Bance is playing really well. Afro's playing really well. Dylan's doing his thing. Cammy's still kind of figuring it out. They finally got a decent weekend from Cammy. And then the two subs didn't have a good one. They went 0-2. And, and the difficulty for them now is they've got Optic, Vegas, and Thieves left. Seattle, who we haven't talked about, won this weekend. Vegas is 1-1. There's a lot of competition for that 7th and 8th spot probably in the qualifiers. And there's a world now where, where by going 0-2, Rockers are going to have to hustle here to make winner's bracket. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, the thing with Rocker, I guess... If you're just like keeping it realistic with them, I do think they're a good team. Like, you know, I, I think they can compete. I think they've showed that they can, be, uh, can compete, you know, the whole thing. The thing with them, I guess, that's a little like, I, you know, like Bance ha was frying at fucking Major 2. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, the top kitty at one point, like Saturday morning. That, that's what I mean. And personally, the Bance's play style for me, I think Bance is a winner in the sense, like, I think he plays to win. I think when he plays well, you normally win. You know, like, I think the way Bance plays, if he's frying, that's a scary team. The way he plays, he is not a kill whore. He's in very, very, like, game-winning, like, play scenarios all the time. And if he is frying you, it's going to be, it's a tough team no matter what team he's on. And this Rocker team is obviously one of them. So I think a lot of this Rocker team does rely on how well their subs are playing. And again, whether it's Bans or Afro, it's like they have a lot of pressure on them to really, really open up the map for their team. And like, I guess that goes for every single sub. But when they were playing, you know, what would you say that Major 2 so far was like their best showing? Bans was absolutely dominating, right? So it's like mm-hmm. that that either means like, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Bans, which I don't think that's fair for him. So it, they probably have to tighten up some stuff like in their camp of like, you know, like just to make things more consistent where like it's not relying on that. But yeah, like it's definitely going to be um, hard if that's like what you're relying on with them. So I think they just need to find a little bit more consistency in like their gameplay without that. And I think they're capable of that. They have a very smart team and all that other stuff. So we'll see. I, I, I do think they can compete though, though. I, I, I think they're fine. A slow start, but I think they can regain. But again, they yeah. have to like tighten up a little bit here and there probably on some stuff. They're just, they're just, again, because of the <sighs> possibility that a bunch of other teams got better over the last week and a half, because that's how things work. The margins are so thin in the middle of this with the mid-pack of teams. Like, they could follow up that good placing in Major 2 with an absolute stinker in Major 3, and then I don't know how you feel then about your team at that point. So they're they're on the watch list once again in terms of how they're going to do the next two weeks because that schedule. So uh, let's see what happens. Uh, I think that's all on the teams. Is there any other teams that you want to talk about? Seattle. Well, we knew where it's Seattle. Won a search online, finally. They did it. They did it. And they, we, we did it, Joe. We they did, did it. Joe. And it was they a convincing one, by the way. It was on a yep. hotel against, they, against Rocker. And they, they like yep. won they, six they, or seven rounds. They won that shit, bro. They won that search, bro. And that could be the one. That could be the one. Like we were talking about it last episode. Yeah. Sometimes all it takes is not a 6'5 grueler. Just, and that was a good S&D. That could be the one that gets their confidence flowing a little bit more. And we can start seeing Seattle come to life. So, I don't know. I think, uh, I, I, I just want to talk about Seattle because I think they're obviously having such a poor major two placing and they were struggling and all this other stuff. A lot of people are counting them out and we had a lot, like a whole talk about them last episode. I just think that series right there, I think they're always going to be a pretty good respawn team no matter what. That could be the one S&D that puts them over the edge of like, not going on a crazy S and D streak, but like starting to split the S and Ds again and starting to play more respectable S and Ds and like get like you know getting their confidence flowing. And I think if Seattle starts to wake up a little bit, I think they could uh they can they can be there. So I'm I'm happy. I, I like Seattle. I, I like the players on Seattle. I uh, like the coaching staff. Like, yeah, like I, I'm a, I like I like those guys. So I'm happy that they're starting off a little bit better this time. And I hope they they I hope they continue. You yeah, have anything I mean, Dante, to say? Like, what do you think? Dante in a substitute role won a call the chance with you guys, so he's got that in his bag. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, no, Dante. I mean, Dante's a good dude, dude. But even like, to be honest, like throughout that year with Dante, like he didn't have to do much in Cold War, rightfully so. We were playing pretty well, but um, <clears throat> freaking Dante, like even like towards the end, was like way more into our team, like the last like major, and then like like in, in the sense like in the dugout, like he was like you know gassing the players up a little bit. He was like more into it, like you know he was 
much more a part of that team than he needed to be as a sub on that roster, you know? And like, I had a lot of faith in him. I know that year specifically, I was saying like, you know, if anyone ever got sick or hurt on the team, I was more like, I thought Dante's nasty. I always have. I think he's very talented. So I hope they, uh, I, again, I hope this Seattle team wakes up a little bit and starts playing to like more of their potential and they can start being like, you know, where they want to be again, because I, they're, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, and I don't know. I'm just happy. So hopefully, hopefully they keep it. I'm telling you, that could be the one chat. That's all I'm saying. That could be the one. Sometimes it, it, all it that be, takes. That's all it takes right there. So we'll see. I mean, it could be the one. They have to play Thieves, Florida, London, and New York. So like they've they again. This goes back to the rocker thing. Seattle could. I see three wins for Seattle. Two wins at minimum. Three wins with that schedule. Like they're they may end up with a top seed this event. And in classic Seattle fashion, we're now on the part of the roller coaster that's going back up. This is a big thing with them last year. They get top 12 and then they would have another good event mm-hmm. this year. This year, you know, they, they uh, uh, came up just short a major one. And then a major two, they had the stinky uh, getting what dead last. So uh, they're due, I guess, to have a good one. Yeah. Um, and by the way, to the Dante thing, because I talked to him about this, like uh, on stream, he just said that um, watching you guys win Cold War in that year, because keep in mind, he was playing for a Challengers team at the time with Tom and actually yep. with his current coach, Sam Phoenix. Yep. Um, learned a lot of lessons from the culture that you guys set on your squad and tried to bring some of those lessons to that Seattle team last year when they first formed. Did he say that? When did he say that? Uh, I was talking to him about it. I think Tom and I were talking to him about it. Um, it was last year at some point. I don't remember when it was. It was at some point on stream. Yeah, no, he's come a long way. I feel like he's... I feel like he's uh grown up a little bit you know like quite a bit and like i still think obviously like the more the older he gets and the more experienced he gets i think the better and better he'll become you know i don't work with him on a day-to-day basis and anything but i think he's uh come a long way from how young he was and like you know like how he was like you know mentality wise and it's cool to see if that if anything that we did during that year because that year was obviously very good for us rubbed off and you know like helped him out in any way like i, I think that's like the point i think a big thing again which would it was I always say this about him like the last half of that year he was way more into being a sub on the team than he was in the first half of the year you know what I mean and yeah. you can see that he was like really locked in even like at the last two events of just like just behind the scenes stuff just like you know he was in the room when he didn't need to be right when we were when we were warm-up scrimming and shit like he could have been off doing his own fucking thing if he wanted to because he was chilling but like he was in the room like you know like just iron shit and stuff so like yeah i think i think he's uh, I, I i have a lot of faith in dante and that's why i'm happy that this uh seattle team starting to play a little bit better i hope they keep it up so yeah cool i i agree and they also have a weird just to blast on seattle is they're the only team that's got this weird problem where everybody in the community is like oh half your team's going optic next season so they've got all this external bs around them about their team mm-hmm. um from optic fans that are trying to like live out oh and it's not to diss on the fans when i say this it's just like People trying to think two or three steps ahead on what Optic might do if their team struggles or not struggles or whatever. And they're sort of dealing with all of that chatter around them, which I'm sure is not easy um, to deal with. So, yeah, I get that. I don't know. Like, I hate social media, bro. Uh, like, you know, you know my thoughts on it. We've talked about this a bunch. Like, as a player and shit, like, that shit is just all fucking noise. No, there are people that are better at dealing with it than others. You know, like, that's just all a bunch of noise. Like, the only thing that they can do, like, with all that bullshit is just ignore it and like focus on, you know, the day to day grind, you know, like I, I know, I, I think I said it last episode of being like present in the process type of thing, but like, it really is true. Like, I don't know. That shit's a bunch of bullshit, bro. Like, the, 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 I don't know. 
Yeah. And like, obviously we talk like, about this shit too, yeah. but like that's the that's the point of creating content is to talk about that shit. But as like a player and like even as a coach, bro, before we won major two, I was the worst coach of all time. And now we won major two and people like me again. Like, now, now dude, you're dude, chilling, like bro. that's what I mean. I'm telling you, like uh, even like like my own perspective, like, yeah, like you create content and you talk about shit and like some people are a lot more harsh and they have their more opinions and all that stuff and like other shows and even our show and shit, whatever. But like, yeah, no, as like a player and stuff, like yeah, you gotta fucking, you know, try and drown out that noise as much as possible. I don't think that affects them as much as people think it does, to be honest. Like, I just think, like, they had a poor performance, and they're fine. Yeah, I feel you on that. And just to, just to uh, answer the people in the, in the chat that are talking about this. What? Tip and Pred thing, the object thing. The reason that I end up talking about it a bunch is because I try not to talk about it, and then people come on my stream, my YouTube comments saying, talk about this. And, like, I'm not gonna, like, you know what I mean? And I end up in this fucking vicious cycle. What do you cycle. mean? The problem with those transfer drama stuff is that no. people people want that thing to live live out, so then they they come in and talk to the creators about your thoughts on it. Bro. Now it's just this whole fucking cyclical thing. You are a fucking content creator, Ben. Like, yeah. I don't know why you're even entertaining people that are saying that about that in the chat right now about you, bro. Probably you're a content not. creator. Even like doing this for me takes a lot, just yeah. because again, like I kind of have to walk a line on certain topics here with like you know the gameplay and shit, and then like. I want to do as much content as possible because content is what grows your brand and uh, you know it's stability in the future and like i everyone knows i love being a content creator and all that shit but you know what i mean like that's like that's like one of my dreams but with that being said like when you're tied to an organization and you're a player it's more noise than it is not noise because you yep. have to focus on again i have to focus on i don't give a fuck ben j nasim underscores in my chat Fucking, I don't care what Ben J. Nassim underscore, no offense to you, it's just a hypothetical here, has to think about my fucking coaching, right? They, like, that yeah. doesn't fucking matter. So I have to focus on my own shit. But obviously, I have to do my own content, too, and, like, continue to grow my brand, because that's, like, one of my dreams. But with you, I don't know why you're entertaining that, because you are literally supposed to talk about that shit, bro. You're not yep. a part of the CDL at that. Like, that's the whole point of, like you so yeah bro you're supposed to talk about that shit and then it's the player's jobs and shit to probably not read it you know like that so yeah i don't you shouldn't be offended by that bro like being bro anyway job is to literally make content on that it's fucking faded yeah and anyway, we can we can move on i think yeah. that's it on teams i don't think there's anything else to talk about teams we talked about a lot of matches coming up we talked about all the other mm. insular stuff i think we could take some time over the next like 10 15 minutes maybe answer some questions i know there were a few ones that people in the chat while we're doing the show if you want to repost yeah. those because i saw Hit it. a couple of really good ones uh, in time, the meantime, people get their questions in, because um, uh, people have been asking during the show how you're going to be able to listen to this on audio. This is a quick update. We do have an Anchor.fm page now. So I'll put the link in the chat. Anchor.fm slash scrap time. We are now on Apple Podcasts. That What's that? Care of over this weekend. What's Anchor.fm? Spotify. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just a quick way to go if you want to see where the podcast <laughs> is on uh, Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts, but you can also just listen to it from that page. It just, uh, oh. it helps us distribute the podcast. So oh, shit. we're in most spots. We're in most spots. I'm waiting for Google podcast to approve us. I'm waiting for Amazon music and Stitcher. So those will all be on the anchor.fm page once they're on, but you can go there with the RSS feed links to Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that stuff. Nice dude. Oh uh, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. I know we had it on Spotify, but yeah, you, you're so much better with the fucking podcast stuff than I am with that. Yeah, so I, I saw um I saw one question earlier that I'll I'll rebring up, which is someone was asking about APAC challengers. Um and I think this comes back towards the like um the sort of thing with Pred. It's like it's and I, I'm gonna actually rephrase the question. So it's not just about APAC, it's other regions. 
do you think that um how how do we solve this sort of issue right now or uh, provide more support for the issue where a lot of these players that want to make that path to pro have to come to NA and play NA challengers in order to get noticed by some teams? How do you fix that? Yeah. I mean I mean I, I have some ideas, but I'm curious about NA. I don't I mean, bro, that's just like a that's such a loaded topic. Like, what what are your ideas? And I'll chime in because like it's like what like you say your so, ideas first, I guess. So I, I think I think probably so so first off, I don't think for people like an APAC in the Middle East, I don't necessarily think that you need to always travel to NA. Like we're mm. seeing with um the Team Falcon squad in the Middle East. That's King of Bodies team, Chris. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar yeah, with no, yeah, one. I, I won't be wrong yep, about you yep, guys. I know that. Uh, yep. like they're playing now with with Pac, who's a uh EU pro and Luti's coaching them and they're living in in the UK now. Hmm. So like you can go to EU Challengers and fry a bunch of players who are subs in the league right now went straight from EU Challengers to the league. Hmm. There are players like Cruz who is from APAC who is now playing in NA and trying to get noticed. Like if you're a one-off player, it's really tricky. What I think might be a good solution is in the almost some kind of like grant or scholarship program for players in those underserved regions like LATAM and APAC and Middle East and some kind of fun where uh, those players can get sponsored for uh, stuff like work visas or flights to be able to come over here. Not going to be able to full, provide full, I think, like life support and salary and all that, but just to make some of the like harder stuff more possible, I think that uh, some of that stuff could be uh, brought here in order to help those folks be able to come here and come here quickly. Like speaking to like the visa issue, uh, I had this conversation with, um, there's a player in EU called Abuza. He's a Belgian player. He's very, very talented. Might be one of the next kind of like takeover, non-English speaker type players. But his issue right now, because I even, I get this in my chat all the time. It's like, why has Abuza not been picked up by a CDL team? Because he's got like the best KD in EU challengers. It's like, well, the issue is that at the end of the day, uh, he doesn't have a visa to play in the US, right? So if you want to pick him up, it's going to be over a month until you can even legally have him play for your team, like in scrims, because that's technically working. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, he's not an English speaker. So now you got to get him over here. You got to get him settled in the U.S. So I think providing support around those moves would be a good start. But there's obviously a lot of uh, capital required for people to make that move from one region to another. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like I just feel like that's just still like a lot of fucking that's a lot for like, you know, to get that shit to happen. I, I mean, I feel like the system is just tough. And I also just feel like, you know, we're talking about like those challengers, like, you know, like the, like the challenger stuff and all that. I, I still feel like any challengers can still even be like slightly better. Like, I don't know. Like that's a, that's a pretty loaded fucking thing. I mean, I would love to see some of those players come over and again, have better chances. And again, like, I think like what you said, I is probably like, the best idea right now i know there were some people in the chat that were saying like just do a bunch of fucking like like leagues and then do global champs like you know but um yeah it's just but, it's but, just really but fucking here, hard Chris, so clover in the chat <laughs> was one of my boys said pret and hydra disagree here's the thing though about both those examples those are actually exactly supporting what we're talking about because pred basically seattle targeted in like spring of two years ago i don't know if you guys know this but yeah. like seattle wanted to pick that guy up before the uh, the cold war season was even over mm. and they started the process to get him over here because again you guys to your point about visas visas are not a one-week thing it takes especially a new visa yeah, it takes it's a, a multi-month it's a potentially one month plus process and you gotta get moved here you gotta get him set up paco was also the same thing with new york 
there was a delay in terms of getting his paperwork over here. They had to get him settled. I don't even think that he was supposed to start for that team. He the only reason yeah. that he came in the lineup is because Zuma had to retire due to the hand issue. So if anything, that supports the, the issue here, which is for these really talented players that are not from North America, how do we create a process that's where they can go through that one or two or three month acclimation period and help uh, provide financial support so teams are willing to take that risk on a, a project like that? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, yeah, because yeah. I think it's also, yeah, like teams just would have to be willing to take the risk on like if you're using this abuza guy as an example because i know he's been playing well and i've heard his name a bunch like yeah like if you're a team that wants to take a risk on this guy and like you know maybe you struggle for now but you get him on your roster and stuff a couple like a month or two later like it would be worth it it just depends on it's like a long-term it's a long-term thing too you know like i yeah. i and and the way i view that is like if my team if i was like a gm and my team was really really struggling and like, I don't see a lot of options right now to pick up to like, you know, change that. Like you take like, you know, again, it's a long season type thing. It's just probably, this is probably something that you kind of want to look into at the beginning of the season. I also feel like when the season starts, if you're pretty knowledgeable about Call of Duty, you kind of know what teams are going to like, you know, perform. You kind of know the pros and cons of teams and you can kind of see like, if this team does well, this is going to probably what's happened. But there's also a lot of variances that can cause this team to do really bad, Right. And I feel like when you're in like a position where like you have a team that can do really bad, I feel like that's yeah. where you think like long term too. Like I, I don't know. I think that's like again being a good GM well, that, and that thinking long term. That was the Paco thing with New York. Listen, no, they that was that was a great move. Over the years, but they've they've basically committed long term to Paco as a project, and he's a top three, maybe top one player in this league right now. Uh, yeah, that was a great uh, move. And yeah, I mean. It was a great move out of them. Same with Pride in Seattle. Like, that was a good investment on the airport, obviously. I don't know if he's going to stick around, but I saw one more question before we dip, Chris. Mm. Um, I think the Opti guys addressed this, but no one from your camps addressed this. Uh, what? People have been wondering on the social medias and on Reddit why your team has never scrimmed or doesn't scrim Opti that much. I explained to people this is not just a this year issue. Like, this is like going back to like advanced warfare, like Opti and Faze didn't scrim each other. You want to give people a little bit of a window as to why those teams don't, or your team doesn't play them as Advanced much as Advanced Warfare. Holy shit. We're yeah, no, I mean, this, this, goes, this goes way back. To did, it, did, phase, did Phase and Optic not scrim each other in Advanced Warfare? Nope. But, what, but I mean, listen, that has nothing to do with scrims now. Like, no, I, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying it, it's, it comes down to similar issues about connection and just their top teams, and you don't necessarily want to each team's the game. I mean, I don't know how you feel about all of that. What what Ant said when we was asked this question uh -huh. uh, on a stream, I think it was Ant that addressed. I don't remember if it was Ant or Bruce. Ant and Shotzi. Yeah, Shotzi mm -hmm. basically said one was <clears throat> just a server issue, right? You guys all play from Atlanta. They play from Dallas. Like, there's a little bit of a you know whose host do we play on? Do we feel like we're getting bullshitted? And there's also the like don't want to teach thing. Do you kind of agree with that assessment of all that? So Optic saying that they teach us how to play. Is that what he's saying? No, no, not really. He's just saying like, he's just saying like, uh, well, one was mostly the connection thing. Oh. And two was also like, just in general, the sort of process that when this has come up before of, well, when you're playing another top team, like what's the benefit to us in those situations? Well, playing a top team usually leads to getting good practice, which usually leads to getting better. Like we scrim LA Thieves a lot. And they scrim us, and I, I, you know, like I, I, I feel like 
I mean, I guess from my point of view, playing a top team is good for like for the most part. Like, unless you truly feel like you were teaching them how to play the game, where like the other team is fucking ass, or like like maybe. But um, and the connection thing, like, I don't know. <clears throat> We've scrimmed optic a few times this year. I don't think a lot, like in like actual scrims. Um, but the connection thing too, like, <laughs> my players get annoyed at me for saying this shit, but like. I don't give a fuck about the connection thing, bro. I, I, I well, we can scrim. Since you're a player, bro. Well, that's what I mean. Well, because the way I view scrims is like, we can scrim on because like even in Cold War, we used to scrim where teams would quad like before like servers and shit. People would like quad host in Dallas on us all the time in Cold War, and like we would play for like if we lose, like, if you're quad hosting on Dallas and we're playing from Atlanta and you're winning maps by like 20, 30 points, like I'm not that mad at my team. And if we're winning maps, then it's a good thing. But like, I obviously people don't want to play at an advantage too. I don't know. I mean. We've scrimmed Texas a couple times this year, and like, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really give a fuck if we scrim them or not. Like, uh, there's no like, from my point of view, I just don't think it's a big deal. Like, I don't think te they're teaching us how to play, and I don't think like we're teaching like. I mean, that's a little fucking ridiculous if that's what like you're saying. I I'm assuming that's not what he said because people are saying Ben's capping. So like, I'm. I'll try to pair. I'll try yeah, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do this. So, so, right. so yeah, like, yeah. bro, I'm not against scrimming optic at all. Like, I know to give you just the transparency of the few times we have scrimmed them. Like, yeah, we can never decide on a host that like works well. Like, I remember like you know talking to Rambo saying like we're gonna do this host and then like that host didn't work well. This is like like I think like like a couple months ago, maybe maybe even like last year. I don't remember. And then like. We were like, all right, so we can just play on Dallas or whatever. And then we played on Dallas. We played like a map and like, they were like, never mind. Like, this is stupid because like, whatever. But like the map was close. I don't even know if we won the map or not. But like, I don't know. Like we, like I'm really not against scrimming optic, to be honest with you. The only thing I, I would say is previously, they're not, I, I can't speak on personal shit now because I haven't, we haven't scrimmed them too much. They used to be annoying to scrim because they used to be fucking late all the time. Like in Black Ops 4, at the everyone knows the fucking drama that happened at Black Ops War when I was on 100 Thieves when when they were late and then we left the whatever camp yeah drama, like, here we go that shit that shit was annoying but like now I don't really think it's that big of a deal like server oh, issues that's a wise completely like a different team though that was with Porter and TJ on server right? servers issues wise yeah. every time my team like my players know this every time my teammates or my teammates my players can complain about internet I usually tell them to shut the fuck up like <laughs> like. No, seriously, like, bro, if you lose maps by 70, 80 points, it's not an internet thing. And if you, it's so, so, so it's like, I don't really care about server issues anyway. So again, like, I, I think that's like blown out of proportion too. I feel like we just don't scrim them a lot, but we have scrimmed them plenty of time. Like we scrimmed them. I'm pretty sure they warmed us, warmed us up on land one day, if I'm not mistaken. And like, we've scrimmed them a couple times. Like they, we've, they've warmed up, warmed us up for matches and shit too. But again, like, yeah, like the server issues, like I just, I don't know. I think that shit's still blown out of proportion. We'll scrim them whenever. Like, I don't care. But there has been, like, usually the reason why we haven't scrimmed too much is every time we do, there's some server bullshit. I don't know. Mm -mm. And it's just cap. No, we don't. He's not capping. We don't scrim optic a lot. But I, but I, from my point of view, I, like, again, back in the day, it used to be annoying because they were late all the time. Now, we just don't really scrim that much. So, like, whatever. You consider optic a top team? Yes, absolutely. What? I say that shit all the time here. Definitely a good team, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't mind. That's what I mean. Like, I don't mind. I just feel like we no. just don't end up scrimming them too much anymore. But again, like, it's not like some weird thing. People just like love making shit up. Yeah. Um, I just, this is just, this is like a, 
again, I brought this up because there was a couple of threads on Reddit and on social media. So I was like, is it, has, has that been a big, a big thing on Reddit right now? Randomly, like they, now? They were, they, were bo- they were bothering optic people about it. And then Wait, it, why? And, and obviously took the bit, bit about it. Well, because people were just curious. They were just curious. What were they asking? Like, if we script? Uh, oh, I mean, they were asking. They were asking. They, well, they were asking you. They were asking the optic guys, and then oh. they responded, and then it's all thing. Ghosty. Dan let it slip on stream is what Jamie James is. Ghosty, oh, what I the re- fuck is he have I to re- say about this? I, I remember. I remember the context. No, I remember huh? the context chat. If you remember, I think what it was was Dan was saying that when he joined the team, that apparently one of the rules is that you guys don't scrim them. It's chat. Am I correct? I think I believe that was the clip. That's how this all started. That's a rule. I didn't know. I, was was, I, I don't. I don't know if he was joking or not. Like if that was just like a hot. Oh, I, so I guess so. Yeah. So there you go. There's your answer. The optic. The, the optic rule is they don't scream us. Then I don't fucking know. Like what? I like, bro. It's a fucking team scrim online. Like practice and get better. Or shut the fuck up. Not not to them. I'm saying like to my team too. Like, bro. I've I've had I've had to like you know say like bro like the whole online thing is like annoying to hear. Just like practice and call out. Like I don't know. I didn't know that was a rule. I don't think we have. I, a rule I think just they just, were just. Having fun, bro. Like, oh, yeah. No, that's what I was saying. That's yeah. what I mean. I was like, I don't fucking know, bro. Like, what? Like, that, they're just having fun. So they're having fun. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like, again, I feel like more people are more invested into that, like, narrative than, like, the players themselves. Wow. Like, we don't get on and say, like, oh, fuck, don't do this. Like, no one really cares that much. It's not that deep, bro. Anyway, I think we should uh, end it there. That was a great episode. Uh, finally, we did one of these after the matches. Mm-hmm. So I think the flow of this is good. Chat, let us know, like, um, sort of uh, your feedback either on Twitter or when, you know, the YouTube VOD goes up. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're on audio now, obviously. We'll, we'll plug all socials when this gets uh, posted. Next week, I'll be doing a show from Atlanta in the morning, so you'll see a different background. Also, I won't have hair on that show, assuming everything goes well. And assuming that MC doesn't mess up my head, because I'll yeah. be very pissed if he does. We already talked about that shit, uh, Bloomster. <laughs> so, yeah, you can go back and watch if you like to. Um... Oh. Yeah, dude, thank you very much, Ben. I appreciate you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, you know, everything that Ben just said, it'll be everywhere that you need to be. Um, I know the one thing before we end this, timestamps have been a little bit like iffy. The only reason why is because we're trying to get this out on YouTube as fast as possible. And then timestamps kind of come along with them. Uh, We're going to try and get timestamps obviously out when the video comes out too. So I'm going to try and do that on my own too. It's like timestamp it for our editor and stuff, but... Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of Scrap Time and all that good stuff. It was uh, it was a pretty fun one to talk about. Ben, you're going to golf, right? Yes, sir. Right, we still have, going to. We have five gifted on this, bro. Ninety-two or higher. I didn't forget about that. I, I will. I will keep you posted. All right. I will, yeah. On Twitter, on Twitter, I'm going to say that that like I'm, when I wait to get a picture of the round, I'll be like, like I, I'm on like a little bit of a you know wager with you on yeah on yeah. Play, so. Keep 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 it updated. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh, I'm gonna try and stream maybe a couple of holes. The problem is, of course, we're playing as body cell reception, so mm-hmm. IRL streams a little iffy with that. So I'm gonna try if I can. Yeah. All right. Well, sweet Ben. So you're not going live then, right? I think I'm gonna stay on for a little bit too. No, nah, no, nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna dip now. Okay. It was good. Uh, I'm gonna hop it on, Chris. I will speak with you later, my dude. All right, later, boss. Peace. Peace.